1: I just want to compel one of these other companies, like Deadside or Scum. Wait, isn't, that, isn't wait, isn't that
2: what Shroud and uh, Sacriel and those oh, guys? Oh yeah, maybe.
1: Listen, maybe I don't know. Maybe they if,
2: listen. If if there's a chance in this world where we don't have hot dog fingers, I I think like they're the last bastion. If I they agree. can't make it work, nobody will ever make it work, and the genre should die. I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: everyone welcome to the podcast a show dedicated to talk about all the podcast things in life like music content creation and video games by now i hope you know who we are and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by hello fresh america's number one meal kit you can go to hellofresh.com slash 50 podcast if you're an avid listener you'll notice that link has changed and use code 50 podcast for 50 percent off plus free shipping thank you hello fresh mm. <laughs> gotta get an early one in.
2: Yeah, my name is mm. and
1: my name is. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? I'm tired, sick and tired, tired of being sick and tired.
2: Yeah, and no, I just haven't been like sleeping well, and uh, yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah. yeah, I've been been I've been fading fast early. I feel
1: yeah. I've been getting these like, dude, somewhere between two and three p.m. every day. I just get hit like a just complete I am exhausted like I am just exhausted it just like hits me in a moment and like everybody I always say I'm tired everybody always like tells me all the things like don't drink coffee for at least 90 minutes after you wake up like all that stuff I do all that stuff I'm I'm an idiot I wake up I take a shower and make my coffee which takes forever to make it sits there for an hour before I ever take a sip because I just like forget it's there like I don't drink caffeine super early in the morning I drink tons of water I always have like a veggie smoothie shake in the morning before I drink my coffee I do all the things you're supposed to do but like 230 comes around, I'm just like gone. It's crazy every day.
2: Yeah, for me, mine mine's fucking uh in medication related. There's a oh, couple of things rip. Like, t- t- tweak a little bit because there's there's shortages and uh yeah. Oh really? Yeah, there was a big Adderall shortage. So that'll
1: Oh d- you know, I've actually heard that from other people who yeah, I know that's, take it. That sucks. Yeah.
2: So it's like hard to get? that's whenever you want wherever you want right like i have i've obviously got like my prescription because i've got fucking adhd yeah um and it was much easier to get 30 milligram tablets than it was to get what i was taking before which was 10 sorry i got three 10 milligram tablets which you think would be the same now originally it was that because it was like you know When 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 I was like less used to it, yeah, um, I would take you know like one in the morning, you know, like a couple one or two in the afternoon, or or, or you know some combination, and I was up all night. I was fucking wired. Oh. I couldn't sleep, and I didn't want to like I wasn't gonna fucking take that and then take sleeping pills and like I'm yeah, and then just not, start not, the downward yeah.
1: spiral. <laughs> yeah,
2: not not all about that. Um, so what I ended up doing was just taking all three in the morning, and it perfectly lasted throughout the day. Oh. Um, but it was it all of a sudden was like impossible to get those without having to call around at all the different pharmacies to say do you have do you have do you have and then yeah. have to call my doctor who then call in the prescription I have to drive there and I'm like I can't Uber eats it so I'm um, you know it's, yeah um so dang but it was a lot easier to get the 30 milligram tablets now you would think that they would be the same it's 30 milligrams in three tablets versus yeah one. yeah. And for some reason, I think I think all other things being equal to be the same. Yeah. But I think there's manufacturer differences. Interesting. Because I've been on the so I've been on the 30 milligram for probably about a month now. And I'm like, either I'm getting used to it, right? Or like build up yeah. the tolerance or but I, um or maybe I'm getting old or maybe I haven't been getting enough sleep. Now, because of my surgery and my endoscopy a few months ago, both of those, I had multiple days where I couldn't take,
1: Oh, you know, when you go under
2: anesthesia, they don't want you taking like amphetamines, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a few of the 10 milligrams, like four or five days that I hadn't taken. And I'm like, hmm, so I, like two days ago, I took three 10 milligrams and it was like 15 hour stream. (laughs) just like didn't run out of energy you know and dang. then every day before that's and weird. after that it's like three or four o'clock and i'm like literally falling asleep that's super um, wild interesting yeah, so i might have to just call my doc and say yeah okay, i gotta go to this fucking walgreens or cbs yeah three pounds I over
1: saw a few tweets from some people that i know saying the same thing calling twenty, thirty pharmacies and i was like dude that's rough that sucks Yeah, so so
2: I've been a sleepy boy, but uh, and I've also been fucking dealing with, dude, the Diablo. Like, it's not just Diablo, but it's there's a huge portion of it right now where it the cool, fun, hip, new thing, and I think a lot of it was exacerbated by the whole Baldur's Gate oh yeah was so good and we don't want to you know so like yeah, yeah yeah not that it wasn't but everybody just loves to shit on every game dev they're yeah. all just money grubbing whatever sure. they all pushed out things too early like the, the, the number of people that are like you know the, the game is just half baked and they push it out into yeah, beta and yeah. it's like it's one of the most polished
1: releases yeah that's happened
2: it had it's had a couple of issues right yeah. but like name me a live service game yeah that hasn't had a handful of issues and even then they've resolved a million of them but dude like the steam reviews are uh, maybe not the steam reviews but like the online reviews yeah um are like it's like 1.8 out of 10 that's like, wild dude the, you might have problems with the game yeah but to but to say it's a 1.8 out of 10 that to me is just even more proof that people are are just so rock hard about jumping on the fucking bandwagon, yeah, hate,
1: the hate bandwagon.
2: We just want to shit on Blizzard, yeah. And the number of people that have complained, that have said they're just in it for the money, they just want to push microtransactions and blah blah. Bro, I've literally seen in in my hundreds of hours of playing since it came out one pop up that mentioned their store. Oh. Which, by the way, is just cosmetics. Yeah. And the cosmetics in the store are, like, not even good. The, all the cosmetics you get for free, the thousands of them are all way better. It's like they don't yeah. even advertise it. They don't really push it on you. It's not like Diablo Immortal, which was just a straight-up, yeah, like, to win. Yeah, which away. I heard a
1: ton about, yeah.
2: Um, but that is but, crazy. Like,
1: because like, it, yeah, everything I heard from I feel like cut to two months ago, a month ago, and it was like everybody was making videos like this is how you launch a game masterclass in release best release in the 2020s. And so, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, obviously, I don't know what's going on because I don't play, but that is wild to have it turned so quickly. It's just yeah, true, then- man. It's the hate bandwagon. Yeah.
2: And the the best example of this is I literally had to ban three people yesterday, not because they disagreed, but because they were douchebag, toxic assholes, along with disagreeing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the three arguments that I heard in the last 24 hours for why it was a bad game, because that's been the whole YouTube meta. D4 is bad. Diablo 4 is bad. Diablo 4 is dead. You know, whatever. Um, Number one. The person is like, I quit, and I couldn't. I couldn't. It was my last straw. Uh, you know, figuring out that there's no party system in the game. <laughs> there, there's a party system in the game. Of course. So tell me, you don't play the game without like. Yeah. 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 Another guy said, all you know, I, I would keep playing, but the game just fucking died for me. Like, all I want to do is play through the the main like story quest, like play through the main yeah. campaign. That's all I want to be able to do, and I can't. make a new character you can like what are you talking about yeah you know and then someone else uh someone else was like yeah you know i'm you know i've played these kinds of games for super long and it was always a fan you know they always do the whole like oh you know i really liked diablo 2 diablo but man this game is such a grind it's such a grind getting from fucking 70 to 100 and blah 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 bro in a couple of hours i got from 97 to 99 yesterday and to get from 97 to 99 in Diablo 2 <laughs> would take you six months if you had a bot running 24 7 for you damn and they call this game grindy it's yeah it's laughable and all they've done is make it easier and faster and easier yeah. and faster they double the enemies which effectively doubles your xp and then that's after they boot the buffed all of the xp you got yeah yeah like all the all of the people that are I, I if i didn't think that it would be i would be the one getting review bombed on youtube it would be 90% downvotes and yeah. somehow i'd be shooting myself in the foot by making this video but i i i want you so bad and it's basically like all of your criticisms are dog shit there are valid criticisms. I just yeah. released a fucking video full of criticisms. It was literally titled the real reason why they say Diablo four is bad. And it was a handful of things where I said, yeah. it all comes down to like this design issue yeah. that all of these issues stem from. But nobody's criticisms are, are that they're all unreasonable, stupid things Yeah. The best example is people show up to pizza hut and they're pissed off that it's not Chinese food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like It's your fucking fault. That's dude. uh, Yeah. I, I make that analogy all the time in Tarkov too. And it's like, yeah, it's like the people that come in and they're like, wow. Like they tell me they're like, wow, level 30 set level 35 already. Like I'm not even going to play this wipe. And it's like you, 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 what you said was you already weren't going to play this wipe and you just wanted a reason to like announce a complaint Because it's like, brother, like, what do you mean? Me being level 35 has nothing to do with you not playing like it's. But I can't say that, right, because then it's like, well, of course, that's easy for you to say you're a streamer. You do this for a living. You play all day. And it's like, I mean, yeah, you're right. But I'm telling you right now that there's 500,000 people playing the game and the average level is nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I'm level 35. But, like, you just just say you don't want to play the game because that's what it is. It's like, you're just like, I don't want to play this wipe. You could just say, say that. that. Like, no, they need to let everybody
2: know that they believe this thing that everybody else believes. Yeah, It's literally the same exact thing happened with another one of... Actually, this was number four in the yeah. last 24 hours. The guy was like, why is D4 so dead? And I oh pull up the numbers. God. There's been 6 million players in the la- in the last 30 days. And there was like some, you know, 300,000 active players within the last hour. Like... The game isn't dead. And they were like, yeah, but it's like 17th on like the... It's the, the Twitch directory, right? The Twitch directory. Yep. And, and people don't understand. You know, the guy's like, why is it so dead? Why did the game die? And that's their, their justification was yeah. because... And it's like, bro, all it's going to take... All it would take would be two or three of the big names...
1: Yeah, to just um, hop
2: on. In, in, the D, in the Diablo 4 community, which... You know, it would be like Woody Joe and like Rax would get on and both of them are at two, three, four thousand viewers. Yep. And or Shroud and or Asmongold could get on and boom, now you've got 30,000 viewers and now it's fucking f- sixth in the charts yep. or whatever, right? Like.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, the whole like a game is dead if it's not high in the Twitch list thing is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's it's but it's dude, that's like spreading. And you know what his response was after I explained that?
2: He goes, oh, well, now I know why. It's because of A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. That's why it's dead. He's like, oh, so you had that copy-pasted on a notepad? You were just waiting. You were just waiting. (laughs) Like, give me a fucking break, dude. Like, either that or you went to Reddit and you copy-pasted
1: the the first seven titles. Yeah, whatever the top one was, yeah it's
2: so toxic dude it's just so toxic it's in self-fulfilling right because people are like oh the game is dead and that literally like turns people away from like oh i guess i better find another game because if the game's dead they're gonna stop working on it and nothing good is gonna come from it when they're pushing out updates and patches and fixes and everything has fucking been great yep someone came in and was like dude is it the beta why are you playing a a hammer of the ancients barb they nerfed that into the ground nobody plays that as i'm level 80 hitting for 20 million damage like what i'm a god what are you talking about you just read that and you've never played (laughs) the game (sighs) yes i can't get away from the fucking oh
1: yeah i was about to say there's so many things i'm like we're bringing up in tarkov tonight that are so similar like it's it's that's the thing and that's what i tell people all the time like all these these issues tarkov faces that like it's not Tarkov, man. This is gaming. This is just gaming. This is how people are now. The X- and I actually there's something later on that I wanted that brings up that basically will reconnect to this and like how gaming has changed and stuff like that. Um, but we'll get there later. But yeah, that that's interesting. That's that's rough. That's brutal. Yeah,
2: but I mean, I mean that's mostly it for the Diablo stuff. I'm having fun with it. That's good. It would be it would be better if I wasn't falling asleep, and it's not because it's boring. <laughs> it's because my meds. <laughs> it's because of my neurochemistry. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it That's otherwise. Dope. So it's so fucking
1: absurd. Yeah. Uh all of the negativity, but you know. You know what I'm enjoying? I'm enjoying our first Patreon exclusive episode that got we launched just got our, today. I just
2: got my first hot review too about how
1: epic the episode was. Yes. So uh just a little just a little reminder um that we, uh last week, we launched the official, the PP, the Patreon for the podcast. It's patreon.com slash the podcast pod. We'll have it linked in the description everywhere. But uh yeah, so we we did our very first ever exclusive extra episodes, like an hour and a half, just talking about, we talked about our dream job, we talked about single player Tarkov, we talked about skepticism, and
2: I had a little, a little special... A little special... Now, I, we said I, I'm not going to limit story time to the Patreon. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm still going to have story time. But
1: well, one just, you know, fell into our lap.
2: Yeah, this one. And this is honestly one of my favorite, one of the wildest, craziest ones. Yeah. Um That's like a heartwarming... Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I would... I, I would recommend checking it out. We we already got 50 something patrons. Yep. We love and appreciate you guys yep. for supporting us. It's fucking huge. So, uh, so, thank you guys. That was
1: fun. That's new for us, a little offline podcast episode. But um,
2: but yeah, it yeah, was weird. Was that the first one that we've done where I wasn't live? Well, or at least it was the first the one in a long episodes?
1: time. Yeah, the first few episodes, which I forgot we didn't even freaking have cameras for. The first like two episodes were just audio. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. anyway so just a little general reminder thank you guys so much for the support it's been crazy if you want more content or if you just want another way to support us and what we do patreon.com slash the podcast pod other than that man there's I mean obviously it's what week one after the wipe you know the wipe was literally Thursday of last week I think we did the podcast Friday um, Friday or Saturday and uh, so it's been it's been cruising we've been we've been Cruising through the patch, it's interesting. It's an interesting wipe. Uh, I this is like far and away my best start to a wipe. Um, I had like we, I died like three raids in a row right off there. This was the fr- <laughs> I thought this was gonna be my worst start to a wipe. This is the first time in like four wipes where I died three times with the pocket watch on me. Like I had the pocket watch on me and I died you fucking and then I knew. did it again and then I did it again and I was like, am I washed? Like do I not know how to play this game anymore? Can't even this guy can't even get the pocket watch? Bro, I get couldn't get the pocket watch and then. And then I went on a twenty-two raid streak, which is my personal longest ever, and it wasn't just grinding factory first. We were literally like Woods Customs, like twenty-two raid streak. I died, then I went on a fifteen raid streak, and then died. like so, it, it just like clicked, and we were just cruising. Hell yeah! So this is like far and away the best start to a wipe I've ever had. Uh, we're crushing it and stuff like that. But it's been but it's been interesting, like kind of like what we talked about last week. I've even seen a few people. Uh, post on Twitter that they're like this wipe is kind of meh like I'm kind of grinding through but I might hop back on to some other games soon which was like super expected because once again we talked about last week it was like this wipe is like quality of life and streets expansion you know there wasn't huge fixes things you know what I mean complete rebalances of anything no new mechanics it's some cool scav behavior some quality of life stuff so I really knew that that was what it was going to be. And so my expectations were fine. I'm chilling. It's so much. What I wanted out of this wipe, truly what I wanted out of this wipe more than anything, was just the wipe to go smoothly. And it has in relative to these previous wipes, like last wipe was just atrocious. Invisible player bug. Streets was completely unplayable. Every map had no audio, like atrocious. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people are like, what do you mean? Turkov sucks. It's in the worst state it's ever been. You just haven't played the game. If you think it's in the worst state it's ever been. So that's kind of what I wanted. It was just like a wipe week to go smooth. It did. It's fine. There's some bugs here or there. It's hard to, we, there's some bugs where like people are getting kicked from scav queues. Um, I've had that a bunch where it's just like you're loading into a scav and then it's just says server connection lost. And then you just can't, you just can't reconnect. You have to disconnect, which is, Unfortunate, but overall pretty smooth. Um, and then I also think that um, I also think that they buffed loot this wipe like across all maps. I the amount of people that have been like, I've found more Ledexes than Salua's. Like I still need my Salua quest done and I have three Ledexes in my stash. I think they kind of like buffed loot all around. Because it's okay. a shorter wipe. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Which kind of makes sense, right? Like, let people progress through the hideout. Let them progress through the quest line. Who cares, right? Like, it always ends up two months from now in just, like, everybody being meta, you know what I mean? Everything. So, if this is going to be a shorter wipe, a lot of people are taking it off or skipping it or whatever. It's like, I, it feels like it. There's been no, you know, actual data mind changes or anything. But it just feels yeah. like there's been a little bit of... A buff to the loot. Which is fine. But um uh so yeah, it's been chilling. We've uncovered a few things though. We've uncovered a few things. So last week we talked about that list. We went over the patch notes, we talked about that list of quests that they changed, and it was like a bunch of the like Monka ones. And yeah. we I think last week did we talk about Shooterborn in Heaven? How they changed it from three headshots at 100 meters to five headshots any distance, but with a bolty. And they folded interchange back into the mix. So we have a few interesting ones. One is they put... It's so funny they just keep flip-flopping. They put 7.62 BP back on the traders. Where last wipe, they had taken it off the traders for the first time. Maybe it had been off the traders for a while, but you literally couldn't buy BP. You had to craft it. Find it in raid. And then at the end of Last Wipe, they added the Bloodhounds, and that quest was what unlocked BP. Yeah, And then now they put it back on proper task called Intimidator, where it's just eliminate 40 scavs with headshots. I think you have to be level 40 to accept the quest. It's just like a late-game quest. So stuff like that is so interesting because it's just so interesting to me that they do that because there's so many, like, you know, meta-related things that they could change that they if they wanted to, like metas that have been around for forever. And then there's other things where they do seemingly continuously change them. Like, you used to be able to buy BP after Punisher, and then there was a wipe where they moved BP later down the quest line. And then last wipe, you couldn't buy BP. And then this wipe, they put it back. It's like, it's such a weird thing to just hone in. They're not looking at any of the guns or where they are or any of the this or that, and it's just like... They just keep messing with BP. They just keep messing with BP. It's weird, man.
2: I don't know. You got to wonder, like, what's the what's the fucking impetus behind this? That's what like, I'm saying. Like, the, you know how many times there's been, like, a million people, whether it's Reddit posts or content creators or YouTubers, or whatever, making yeah. videos, like, saying do this with the ammo or do that with the ammo and then, like, nothing happens. And then just randomly they make these decisions that seem to come out of nowhere.
1: That don't, that, like... Yeah, I, somebody has a reason for it, but those reasons aren't evident. And they're like, I guess the way to put it's just like, when you think of like the meta and the economy, you know, there's like a hundred things that are easy to do that you could change to shift it up. A hundred things that are hard to do and a hundred things that are really hard to do. And they keep just like zoning in and plucking one and being like, this is all we're going to do this wipe. We're going to move seven six two BP. And it's like last wipe you couldn't buy 762 BP from the traders and mutants and rd's were still like everywhere, right? Like it just it almost because because PS was really good and BP
2: was not in short. Exactly, supply. you could
1: still craft it, you could still and then you kill other people with it, you could find it in an a raid and stuff like that. So, once again, I'm not I'm not necessarily complaining that they put it back. I at this point don't I don't really care about, like, these individual changes because I know that the meta, quote-unquote, or the economy needs sweeping changes. So it's like, at this point, I'm like, you put it back, fine. I am I love switching it up. I love using all the guns. You take it away, fine. Like, I don't care, whatever. But it's just interesting. They did the same thing with, like, M80. They moved M80 to level 4. But then this wipe, I think they put 5-6-A1 at level 2 Peacekeeper. So, like, we had 5-6-A1 on, like, day 2 of the wipe day three of the white and then five five a one is level three peacekeeper but behind a task but it's just like one of the shoreline tasks well we had some technical difficulties but we're back
2: yeah that's we we very rarely have technical that's weird. It's weird yeah like we it never, is weird
1: the podcast like it's known for being smooth sailing no technical difficulties ever yeah anyway <laughs> um so they put bp back whatever yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. The... So, some of the other quests that got changed were so, like, they... Which... So... So many thoughts. We'll just talk. Shooter Born in Heaven now gave... Now gives five sniper skills. So, you know the whole game where it's like you need to get to sniper level three. seven. Yeah. So, you need to reload to level three because once you turn in Tarkov Shooter Part 8... Shooter born in heaven, and then you buy the sniper skills. Mentor a quest where you just hand in like fifty thousand euros, and you get three snipers. That that gets you to psycho sniper, and psycho sniper is level. So they changed shooter born in heaven to now give you five sniper points instead of I think it gave you one. So now it's like everyone's like, oh, we don't have to reload anymore, but psycho sniper is now you need sniper level ten, not seven. Or eight. I don't even remember what it was anymore because it keeps changing. And that's another yeah. one of those ones where I'm like, who, who, who did that? Who was like, we'll give more sniper points, but we'll require more sniper points. It's like, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. But now also It's gotta
2: be it's gotta be the same reasoning as the companies that are like, listen, it's three hundred dollars if you want to buy a year's worth of contact lenses. But you get a hundred and fifty dollar mail in rebate, and it's like you only offer me that because you know yeah. I'll forget. Yes. Why don't you just make it hundred and fifty then, you pieces of shit, dude? Because 100%. they know there's there's some sort of logic around there that they just hope you never get there or something. I don't know. One hundred percent. One
1: hundred percent. I'm trying to remember what it was before. It used to be sniper level eight, I think. So I still think we're in the positive where like Psycho Sniper went from 8 to 10, but Shooterborn in Heaven went from giving us 1 to giving us 5. So like it still ends up working out as like a bet, but it's just, dude, I don't know. It's confusing. But additionally now, it used to, Psycho Sniper used to literally just be, um, Psycho Sniper used to literally just be, uh, get Sniper level 8. Now it's get sniper level 10 and eliminate five PMCs while using a bolt action without dying. It's not in one raid. It's just without dying. Mm -hmm. So like theoretically you could just like grind it on factory. Um, Yeah. uh, So that was weird. But now... And then now that also gives three Sniper levels. Like, it's confusing, but that's Psycho Sniper now. You need level 10. Um, some of the other ones. Oh, okay, so Test Drive. Test Drive was the one where you had to get kills with uh, M1A, with the Hybrid 46 Suppressor, and the Reap IR. I remember way back in the day, it used to be 20 kills, and people would cant a red dot and just take their thermals to factory and just like yeah,
2: I would take them in the factory and yeah. I would use laser, just yes, three fucking lasers and on that shorty M1.
1: That was back when you could buy Reap IR straight up, just like cash. And then like the th- remember the th- member thermal gates. Remember just like every time everyone died? This was before cheating got bad. Every time anyone died, if you didn't know where that person was, everyone was like thermals. Everyone has thermals. Do you remember that? Everyone, it was every content dude, creator.
2: And I everyone. think I was... I st- And maybe maybe this is just Veritas being Veritas, right? But I feel like I was the only one who was saying, hey, how do you know that? Yeah. Like, what information do oh, you have? I was saying Where the same Where you're like, I just, thing, just get dude. killed by thermals. It's like... But think about what you would need to know to yeah. make the
1: claim. Yeah, 100%. But ThermalGate, what happened as a result of ThermalGate was... The fleers and the reaps are now barter only and you can't buy them on the flea market and they're really expensive barters, right? So now they're hard to get. So then the original test drive was killed 20 PMCs. Then thermal gate happened. Then they reduced test drive um, to, I think, five PMCs because thermals were harder to get. and But then... That was almost too easy because you only needed five kills. Too easy to Nikita. <laughs> so then what they did was they literally excluded factory from where you could do it and added a distance requirement where it, they had to be 60 meters away. So over the past like three or four wipes, it's been M1A, hybrid 46 suppressor, REAP IR, not on factory, 60 meters away. So then the quest got back to being toxic because the 60 meters away thing sucked because the Reap, the I don't remember the Reap IR's like range, but it like ends at like 150 meters. So you couldn't spot people too far away. And if you spotted them too close and killed them, it didn't count. And it was like, it was hard to get this weird middle ground. Well, they changed that quest this way to M1A, Hybrid 46 Suppressor, with the schmidt and Bender 1-8 scope. No distance. Oh, 60 meters away, which is way better in my opinion. This is one of the ones where I'm just like, that's just way better now. Like, you don't have to use the REAP IR. You don't have to do the crazy barter. It's just like, use this gun with a sniper scope and kill people from over 60 meters away. I'm totally fine with that. You can take it to woods. You can actually do proper long-range sniping. And last wipe, they fixed the Schmitt and Bender 1-8 scope. That was one where the 1X sensitivity was, like, so bad. Last yeah, wipe. the schmidt and Bender
2: was really nice after they fixed
1: yeah, it. Yeah, last wipe, I used that schmidt and Bender 1-8 scope a lot because it was a really good scope. It's like It a was perfect, cheaper than the Voodoo, yep. so
2: that's what I was using. And it was it a was perfect wood
1: scope because it's you still get a 1X just like the Voodoo and the Vortex, but you get a little bit farther reach when you scope in, so, like, perfect for woods. So now it's just with an M1A and that scope. Kill five you know DMs. why? You know why they have the sixty meter requirement, right? Because they hate us.
2: <laughs> because they either don't want to or can't figure out how to make it so that you're you kill someone while looking through the eight X magnification. Yeah, that's what they want. Yeah, they want you to use this. Right? Why would they put a scope on it? If they didn't want you to use it. Yeah. So th- and in order to avoid people you know, doing it close range or whatever, right? Like that's how they come up with the complete nonsense distance requirement because they're like, we're not going to be able to test the state of whether they shoot and like what happens when they shoot and the bullets traveling and they're unscoping out is the game's not going to know when they die after the, you know, they can't figure out how to handle the fucking state machine.
1: Right. So I think that like fifth, like I think for that quest, 60 meters is totally fine. I think 50 meters is probably like the sweet spot for if you want to make me snipe, make 50 meters the requirement. And if you don't, make no distance requirement. Because like that was what made Shooter Born in Heaven really hard on like customs. There were so many like 98 meter angles. And at that point, what are we talking about? It's just as hard to hit a 98 meter headshot as it is to hit a 100 meter headshot. So lower the threshold to something where like Anything beyond that, and you're accomplishing the goal. When you when you set that threshold so high, and I think 60 meters with the Reef IR was really hard. It was the same thing with the um, hunting trip, which is another one that got changed. I I hope that they put it, um, but hunting trip was the one you had to use the the Hubble telescope, the Marsh Tactical, and kill Sturman. Yep. Now uh, Neil
2: deGrasse Tyson was the only one that fit, that fit a fucking yeah finish that quest last way yeah
1: and and that one was hard because like this they they did it again they did that scope and then people were just using lasers and running up to them shooting them close range so they made it 60 meters and that made it super toxic now now that quest is kill Sturman from 75 meters away by using an m700 and attack 30 So, like, much easier to accomplish. I don't know why they went from 60 to 75 meters, whatever. It's not that hard to kill Sturman from 75 meters away, right? So I'm not super mad about it. And the TAC-30 is infinitely easier (laughs) to kill Sturman with than the March tactical. It's just there's as much as I, like, there's not enough proper, like, long-range sniping opportunities in Tarkov for there to be those scopes. Like if you watch like DayZ, like those guys will hit 1000 meter snipes. Like that it's just it, the DayZ map is literally just an open barren wasteland and so having a super long range scope and knowing the drop but like past- and not
2: everybody the other the thing with Z though too is that like Tarkov you think about like Shoreline or Customs or yeah. whatever, it's literally right when the spawns happen that those shots Exa- actually line yes. up. There's no, you don't have the same timing when you have a server that is going to be open for an hour and people are just coming and going wherever. Exactly. On any given map, Um, you
1: might have three good sight lines at over 500 meters and at any given map, less than five minutes into a raid, most of the time, half the PMCs are dead because everybody gets into their spawn fight, half the PMCs die. And so it's like, there's not enough, there's not enough angles because the maps are instance and smaller and there's not enough opportunity because you're right. Like Daisy is much more closer to truly random. You might have somebody going back to the newbie zone to meet their friends. You might have people going to the like high tier zones. People are anywhere all the time for a million different reasons. Tarkov raids are really not dynamic. It's everybody spawns in. Everybody goes to the high tier loot spots and everybody extracts. And th- I mean, that's it, man. That's just the cycle. So if a long-range sniper angle doesn't line up with where people are going to be. It just feels impossible to get those. So I love that there are these 24x scopes, and I would love a reason to use them. But until Tarkov goes, you know, open world, I know Copium, or starts stitching some of these maps together and making the raids longer, there's just never going to be a reason to bring anything other than a one-eight, one-six. You know what I mean? Because it just, it's not... So I'm glad they... Switch that quest to, uh, attack 30, 75 meters, uh, Kelly Sturman, totally fine. Um, Tarkov Shooter Part 8, I actually don't know about this. It was on the list. Uh, most of the other quests that got changed are updated on the wiki. I heard Tarkov Shooter Part 8 is now kill... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh... Psycho Sniper is kill five people with a bolty without dying. That was just like something they added. Tarkov Shooter Part 8 was always kill three PMCs with a bolty in one Woods raid. Now it's kill three PMCs with a headshot without dying. So that was what made that so hard. And there's no um, map requirement anymore. What made it so hard on Woods is you would get two and you just couldn't find anyone else. And if you survived that raid, you reset the quest. So now it's the same, it's three PMCs, but if you catch two, you can reset, come back in and try to pick up your third guy. So that made that oh, that okay. made that quest much better. I know normally we're like anything where it says do this without dying is toxic, but No, but that's way better. Yeah, because in this in world the same raid- that's actually less toxic than what it yeah, originally like- was.
2: It, it was it was that and other things were distance related, whether it was yeah. within a distance or over a distance that they make you play like an idiot. Yes, because they imagine you're not like, like a sniper. Imagine you're like rolling up and all of a sudden a dude is 30 meters in front of you. You're like, I'm not going to shoot him. I'm instead going to just wait. Yes. And hope. And then he gets, you know, you're waiting for him to get a hundred range meters, right? finder out <laughs> there. And at 65 meters. He's behind a tree and you're like, fuck, right? Like, or you watch him get go killed read. by someone else. Yeah, and then you like go to reposition around the other way, and you get killed by another person, or he yeah. hears you. Re- like it, they make you play fucking stupid, and that's why they were so annoying
1: for sure. I for years, for years, my uh when people say how do how do any advice for Truck of Shooter Part A? What did I do for Truck of Shooter Part A? My advice was always like rush a spawn. Like the only way you get three PMCs in one raid is when you spawn, you beeline it to the closest spawn to you. And try to pick up one or two kills early because then you can find other people. If you beadline it from your spawn to a sniper spot, the odds of three people crossing your path and you killing them all was so slim. And you're exactly right. That is the exact opposite of what a sniper would do. The quest is, you know, act like, you know, do this super cool sniper thing. It's like you would never just bum rush people with your sniper, but that was the only way to get the quest done. Once again, it's funny. I had never thought about this before, but we brought up the daisy comparison I had never really thought about how many of these quests, even though the, some of the ones we thought were toxic, actually fit in the world where, like the Tarkov you and me talk about all the time, existed, where it was like open world, DayZ style. If people were all like, if you could stay in a raid for an hour and a half and you really didn't know where people were being, people were roaming around all the time, killing three PMCs in one raid would be doable. Yeah, but in the Tarkov we have the instance. There's only ten people. They all get into spawn fights. Now there's five people. You have to find three of them. You know what I mean? So many of those quests, the rub comes down to the difference between what Tarkov wants to be and what Tarkov is. Tarkov is very predictable at, at when a certain level, of course, there's like there's the unpredictability of like the ballistic system, but Tarkov is very predictable in the in the sense that like it's just The loot is always in the same spot. The AI is always in the same spot. The extracts are always in the same spot. The PMCs always spawn in the same spot. And that just means you get the same thing over and over again at a high level view. You as a person might get different experiences, but the heat map of everybody spawns in, everybody gets into spawn fights. Now there's half the amount of people. Then player scavs come in and then the PMCs extract 20 minutes into the raid. That really prevents some of these like dynamic quests where it's like get a 24x scope and line up a good shot it's like if i could if if i could sit in a raid for an hour and a half and it was like the cycle frontier where people are always spawning in i could do that but getting that angle when you really only have 10 minutes is a lot harder to do so i never really thought about that where you wouldn't even have to change a bunch of the quests. and once the ones we think are toxic wouldn't be toxic in that universe where we have hot dog fingers and Tarkov is open world and has a proper spawning system. A lot of it would just work and be fun, actually. Mm-hmm. So, that was Tarkov Shooter Part Eight, and then the stylish one. I don't know if this is just because it's a short wipe or not, but they made the stylish one to get tracksuit fifty kill kills instead of a hundred, which was just super interesting. Still,
2: I will like, still.
1: I would never, ever, ever, ever do it, even still with 50, but it was just interesting. I wonder, I was just wondering why. Unless
2: he had his old spawns.
1: Yeah, which he does I'm
2: assuming he still spawns basically anywhere. They What they did and, last night, which
1: was nice, was they removed every single spawn in the basement, in the car park, the whole underground. He had like 10 spawns down there. And you could literally spawn in, run underneath and die to kill it within 30 seconds. And the lighting down there was like just atrocious, right? He would spot you from a million miles away and you would just see muzzle flashes in the distance and die. So now he only spawns on the first or the second floor, but he can spawn in like 15 different places on the first floor and like 15 different places on the second floor. So farming him for tracksuit is really difficult, but that's okay. This is and, And this goes back to the conversations we have all the time where like, they create conflicts in their own design. Like I've said this a million times. The killer quest is bad for the game. Not the ability to gain the track suit, but farming killa is bad for the game because making killer where he can spawn like a hundred different places was, in my opinion, an objectively good change. It made the raids more dynamic. You had to be on your toes. You you had to be aware. Now his AI still sucks, and and his AI still ruins it. But yeah, ignoring
2: all of the other things that make the good decision bad. Yes, it was a good it decision. It was a good
1: decision. But it made everybody that farms tracksuit really angry because the now it's infinitely harder to farm him. So like they create these conflicts in their own design. I've been saying this for literal years since I'm pretty sure I was saying this the wipe the stylish one came out. A much better quest would be to use either a armor or like a level 5 armor and the green Maska and green Maska helmet. And the quest was eliminate 100 PMCs on Interchange or 50 PMCs on Interchange. Because you would be cosplaying as killer. Because not only does that make more sense from the lore of you're saying I'm killer, so I get the tracksuit, but that quest is now... The quest is still go to the map and engage with the map. Move around the map. Try to find other PMCs. You know what I mean? Like do and oh do it with and, an, and do it with an RPK. The,
2: oh, I was gonna say if it was half and half. If it was like kill killa twenty five times <laughs> and then kill people, because then if you were in the raid, you would be like, oh shit, there's killa. So you would be killa. Oh, like baiting out other people. That would actually tr- be if it It would be half the time you'd be getting baited, and the other half the time you'd be the one baiting. Yeah.
1: If it was like kill, kill a 10 times and kill 50 PMCs with a maska and an RPK, it would be like chaos. You know what I mean? But that would be so much more fun than kill a V,
2: kill a V, kill a V, kill a V, be yeah. kill be
1: Because that would be fun. Basically, like, I mean, if you're just like a Timmy trying to do your quests, maybe that wouldn't be fun, but something along those lines because. Nobody enjoys, like, the kill-a-farm. Everybody hates that. And everybody who's not on Interchange for that hates the killer farm too. Because, like, if I'm doing long-line and I'm trying to get my quest number, I have to kill PMCs, and half the map runs in, throws three flashbangs, and doesn't hear a kill, and then they just leave to reset. It's like, it's just so weird, and it's completely counter to the design of the game, where you want things to be dynamic and unexpected. So if you put the impetus then on the player to do something... But engage with the map. You know what I mean? Kill 150 PMCs with an SVD and you get the Sturman jacket. That's so much better than just kill Sturman 25 times or 50 times, because once again, it's just it's just it just feels completely antithetical to the design of the game. So but what, they
2: don't they don't ever look at anything past the most obvious yeah. thing. They look you know they look at the 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 pipe in the engine and it has a hole in it and they go oh hole patch hole and they put like a little bit of tape over the hole without realizing that the tape's going to melt mm-hmm. the instant it's a hot day and the and the engine's running hot yeah. right like they but they didn't think about what is this going to be like yeah. all other things being equal they just look at the one thing and they're like oh simple simple solution yeah. to simple problem and that's
1: the thing i go back to like well a lot of people are like well they're not you know they're they're working on more important things and um, they'll come back to this later. And I would say, but the problem with that statement is they're like, I'm, they're, mm, I almost said something. The problem with that statement is yes, You're they're, say working, they're not. <laughs> yeah. The problem with that statement is they are working on more important things, but they're also working on this. Like, if I were them and I was working on more important things and I was like, I don't have time with the killer quest, they I would don't just take the killer quest out it. of the game or don't yeah. try to fix it. But they're like, Everyone's like, well, they're working on more important things. But they've moved kill spawn. They changed his loadout. They changed the quest. Now the quest is only fifty. It's like, why so would they change are it they working times? on it, or are they not? If they're working on it, please make it good. If you, if if the argument is they're not working on it because they're working on more important things, then that's fine. Either remove it if it's too toxic, or or leave it how it is because you're working on more important things. So, and that's how I think about that's. The same thing, the same argument I get into when we talk about ammo, when we're like, they're like, they put BP back on here. And I always go, man, this that's crazy because there's so many things in the animal ammo economy that need to be changed. I wish they would do more. And people like, well, that's too many things to do. They're just leading it and they're going to come back into a pass. And it's like, but they're not leaving it. They're changing things. So they're not leaving it for later. And they're also not doing necessary changes. I don't understand the middle. They're justifications. They're justifications. The thing is, is that they're bad at balancing and
2: dealing with the ammo economy, and they're dog shit at doing quest design. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're, they're the whole. We're working on the other quests. Don't worry, it's going to be great. Thing is, full
1: on fucking copium. Yeah, like completely and utterly, they're just fucking bad at it. So I, so I just once again. If there's a reason for some of these things, it's not apparent. And once again, and, and this was a tirade that started with they reduced the amount of killer kills. I do not care that they reduce the amount of killer kills. I don't care if everyone has tracksuit. I don't care if no one has tracksuit. I'm not going for tracksuit. Even with 50 killer kills, I'm okay. It's it's interesting I know people, in and of itself. Exactly. People always say, like we we get so heated when we talk about this, and people always interpret um conversation about interesting findings as complaining. People always interpret it that way, which is fine. I've just come to, a, have come to accept that. But that was really it. It was just, I saw the change to the stylish one and it was just interesting because I'm like, man, are they, you could change the quest to actually be really cool. Like the stylish one could be a really cool quest that also, it serves all the purposes it does now. It gives people something to do late wipe and extremely difficult. It can be something to do late wipe and it can be extremely difficult, and it could engage with the design and vision of the game. But right now, it stands in complete opposition with your design and vision of the game. And so they make this change, and it just makes me go, interesting, you could have changed the quest, or you could have left the quest alone by just kind of middling with the quest. It's just interesting because it makes me question, like, do you you understand that this quest stands in complete opposition to the vision of the game? Are you just like... Was this just like a Reddit thread of like things that people complained about that was tracked and and they're literally not even maybe maybe that's it. Maybe they're literally not even considering it. They were just like, oh, somebody said that there should be less skill kills. Boom. Maybe that's all the thought that went into it. And I'm thinking about it more than they ever did. It's more that I just find it interesting. Same with they're adding seven six two. No, no, no. You're, you're not. I don't you're care.
2: no, you're you're I. you're being totally fucking reasonable and rational when, when people are saying, oh, well, all they did was change a number in a thing, right? They just changed 50, uh, 100 to 50 in, like, a spreadsheet. They didn't really spend that much time on it, bro. Like, don't worry about it. But you can't ignore the 19 changes, the incremental things they've been doing yeah. along the way that all of them add up to. Like, what the fuck are we doing? At some point, you either need to get good at fucking putting up walls and and painting them right and not just putting up dank old like wallpaper on top of gross leaky walls right or you take a wrecking ball to the whole thing and you and you put a prefab up you know that looks nice and new right yeah but but they're just it's the worst kind of fixer upper car. That's what Tarkov is, dude. (laughs) It's the worst fixer upper car. They can't they they won't get they won't redo the brakes they just keep like spraying sh- shit on the fucking brake pads man. <laughs> and, and, and like sanding off the rust on the fucking rotors. Yep. And you know, they won't go and change the oil or they won't like replace parts. They'll just change the oil. Yeah, You know, like they're committing time and resources and money at yeah. some point. It's a money sink. And in this metaphor, it's an engineering design sink to do yeah. all of the changes that they're doing constantly. To keep a shitty running car running shittily, when the whole time they keep saying, "Oh yeah, well eventually we'll have a new engine."
1: Yeah, it's like either go get the new engine, stop tinkering with the one we have. Yeah, it just—I'm I'm saving up. I'm saving, you know, I'm saving up for it. Yeah. So, so that's that's it. Like I, I know. I mean, yeah. I guess at this point, if you watch the podcast and you complain about how much we complain, I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into. So f you, but. It's just, it's just interesting because it's always interpreted as complaining, but it just, I just, at this point, I've like crossed the threshold of, I just like, don't really care anymore. Like, and I just find it interesting. I I just, I'm just like, man, like. Yeah, we're not complaining. We're criticizing. Yeah. It's just like, man, interesting. Like you wanted to put something in the game, the stylish one. You were like, this would be cool. And, and the thing is, and, and the thing is, is my, my guess and I don't want to put words in their mouth, but my so I don't want to say I guess that they think this, but what I'm going to say is I hope they don't think this. I hope they don't think we put the stylish one in the game because you guys, you know, you guys wanted to, the track suit and we thought it would be a funny meme to do. And now you're like thinking too hard about it and you're shoving all these changes down our throat. I hope they don't think that because the way I see it is like they wanted to toss something in the game as a meme. And they realized they had a square peg in a round hole and everybody was, gave these valid criticisms. And instead of just getting a round peg or just leaving the square peg alone and going to work on other things, for years they just keep, you know, they have scissors... And, you know, they're, they're sanding the square peg, you know, the corners. They're trying to round it. And then they keep – and they've, they've tried to jam it in the hole enough times that now the, the the round hole is kind of breaking at the edges. And every time they're like, we're working on more important things. As I see him, you know, in the garage with the the sand around. And I'm like, are you working – because you're working on this and there are more important things to work on. But I, And and they just keep sh- – now it's halfway in. It, you know, it's halfway in and they're like, well, should we get- – and I'm just like, wait, wait, what are you doing? Are we leaving this alone or are we going to just find... Because a- I've got I've got a round peg for you. Just make the quest this way and it works. Just, I have the round peg. And that's just so... I just find it so fascinating because I, I I just can't tell what the intention is. And Bro, Dimitri's been working on the
2: round peg for four and a half years, man. Don't worry. We're ignoring your yeah. thing. Don't worry. He's got the round peg and it's going to be like... A fucking banana shaped, yeah. You know whatever. So, that's what we're gonna the end
1: up with. Worst case scenario yeah. is like, yeah. The worst case scenario is they do something that's a real like. Because I'll say this: the stylish one is an awesome concept for a quest. I love the idea of something really, really hard to do end game that gets you nothing but a cosmetic. I think that I think Tarkov needs more of that. We've talked about that many times. It's an awesome thing. So like the my worst I the worst case scenario in my opinion is they do a really cool idea and they implement it poorly because very few people have nuance and criticism. All they hear is complaining about the thing. Then they make a change that makes it worse because they don't understand that at the core of the complaining was valid criticism and they didn't see that valid criticism. So they make a change to it to appease the complaining, but that makes it worse, which makes more complaining and and the worst nightmares they they from their perspective it just keeps going farther and farther and like this is why we don't we do nice please. things for you this is why we yeah, don't we can't please everyone this is why we don't add cool quests this is why we don't do cool stuff and and it's the worst case scenario because they don't understand the problem with the quest they feel betrayed by the community because the community's mad about the cool thing they tried to do and the community is just addicted to hating and complaining that the community's not trying to consider valuable feedback or criticism for the thing, even if their complaining is justified a little bit because the quest was done poorly. And then that cycle just continues and they keep sanding the edges and making it worse and the community complains and this and that. And in this case, I don't think it's quite that because I don't think anybody's going to complain that they reduced it to 50 kills. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. But just that's the worst case scenario where it's like, I hope you know that like putting this quest in the game was such a good idea. We just gotta think differently, but we gotta find that that round hole. There's a round there's a round peg for that round hole. We just gotta go find that. All right. As usual, they're so close to getting so it. So close, yeah. Yeah.
2: But this ain't course shoes or hand grenades. Yeah, so like that was it, like a video w- about hand grenades.
1: Weird tirade to go on about the freaking stylish one. I really don't care. I, I, I think it's cool. I think there should be more cosmetics like that. I think it's sick that people do it. It's just funny. I don't know, Bro, I
2: had an epiphany last night. Okay. And I don't know if we've talked about this before. It seems so obvious to me that I feel like I must have brought it up before or someone mm-hmm. must have and then like I've just been out of it so long that I'm coming to the same conclusion. I'm like, oh, this is such a fucking <laughs> novel idea. Um But at the end of the stream last night, uh, I pulled up a whole bunch of my old videos, me playing PUBG and, you know, showing some of like the newer community members, mm-hmm. especially from like Diablo who who aren't familiar with yeah. some of the older stuff. Um, and then I was watching some of the OG, like the first five Tarkov videos that I did. And one of the things that inf- instantly became apparent to me was... Of course during like 0.4 0.5 yep. there was no scav karma. Yeah. Now let me take a step back. One of the things I keep hearing as one of the like uh more common criticisms of last wipe and also this wipe is how many people are bush wookies like oh, Yeah, yeah everybody's just camping everybody's so scared blah 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 yeah and it makes me wonder i like came up in tarkov and went from within a couple of weeks ultimate scared oh my god you know at 300 sensitivity have no idea what was going on you know pissing my pants to having 56 sets of fort armor yeah you know with a full stash of like giga chad gear back in the yeah. 0. 0.6 0. 0.7 days um and a huge portion of that was because i had all my pmc raids most of them i did on factory and then i did all my scav runs on factory two, and i was killing and fighting everything
1: everything yeah so
2: think about how much experience in combat all of the players who are scared
1: shitless are oh, missing out yeah. on with scav karma because they used they to like practice combat with scavs yeah
2: yeah they spend probably 75 percent of their fucking time playing the game they literally do a scav run open up a twitch stream and watch whoever until the next scav timer comes up and then they do a scav run because they are afraid of you know uh, losing whatever gear they bring in or they just want the free stuff right but when they but but now with scav karma you go in and they hope you you pick up some shit and you avoid everything and then you get out yeah whereas back in the day it was you scav in you kill everyone
1: mm-hmm.
2: including scavs yeah and so it just makes me makes me almost feel as if at least as it is now scav karma i feel like is doing a massive disservice yeah to the new players because there there's less scav on scav violence so they're not getting killed by scavs as much yeah but they're spending ninety percent of their time not fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I spent ninety percent of my time fighting. And and basically yeah. we all did. Which is why, like the kids these days are yeah, different. You yeah, know, we we were much harder back then, you well, know, whatever. Yeah.
1: And I think another thing another thing that changed was the expectation. Like when you died on a scav raid back in the day, it was fine. You just died. But it's really upsetting to people when they die to scab on scab violence now, really upsetting because the expectation shifted from the expectation used to be I go in and everything I see is trying to eat me alive. So I have to protect myself, which was a PMC run with random loot. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same with scabs. It was like, I got to shoot everything or you didn't have to sh- you like back in the day. If you saw another player scab, you knew he was going to shoot you. So you're shooting him. You know what I mean? But now the expectation shifted to there's a new system in the game. So the expectation is everybody will abide by it. And so when scav on scav violence happens, it's really deeply upsetting to people because they feel like I was playing by the rules and you weren't. You know what I mean? Yeah, they so, got betrayed. so I think that's part of it, too. The other thing is like, yeah, we never had VoIP back in the pre-scav karma days. You never had the ability to to like create alliances and be like, yo, let's and, and just let trust. You know, Daisy is like that where it's just. Well, a, you
2: you did. It was harder.
1: You had to have. See, the thing you is, you had to have or confidence.
2: Taunt, yeah. Well, but there's there's a whole science to that though, right? Because you can roll up on somebody. So often, I I used to hear. Yeah. Bro, I walk up and I try to befriend, and then they just kill me right away, and it's because. You got, like, your muzzle pointed, and you're, like, wicked sketchy and fucking... Right? But if you... The more experience you have, the more you know, you end up, like... You don't fucking jump scare them. You, like, taunt from a distance, and you kind of wiggle and show, you know, like... Hatchet. You show... Yeah. You show you're friendly in a million other ways than just walk up to people and wiggle. It's like, no. By the time they see you walk up, they're going, oh, my God, I got to kill them. They're going to shoot me. And they've already decided. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, people just didn't know how to fucking approach it, which made it even harder for for players back in the day if they yeah. were new. So you, that's why you just killed everything because like it wasn't worth that it mo- is... unless you were smoke making content, yeah, or or you really really loved the friendliness of scav, yeah, which was in the vast minority of that of is a room. really
1: interesting perspective though the, the the combat thing where like you know if you do a thousand PMC raids and five hundred scav raids. Nowadays, those five hundred scav raids are looting, which balloons your wealth, which is fine. But that's five hundred less practices in combat, shooting scavs and and shooting and other the scav players. Scav raids—they're five times longer than they were
2: back they in the are day. Much So, longer, so yeah. it's you have five hundred scav raids and two hundred PMC raids instead of
1: fifteen hundred yeah. combat raids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting perspective. I think, like, uh, yeah, I, I I'm very pro scav karma. Like, I loved the concept of it. I think now that we've had it for a while, I I do think like, and I hope that once again, like this, I was very about the scav karma that we have when it came out. I was like, this is because it was new. It was exciting. And I love the idea of giving people the opportunity to work together. And so I hope like this feedback is, this was a great start. Let's evolve it because let's look at what was great about what was before Let's look at what's great now and let's create a system that maybe is a little bit better. The longer I've played, the more I do believe that there's an evolution to Scav Karma. You and me have talked many times about how sick it would be for PMCs and for Scavs to be able to create a party in Raid. Like I handshake, you handshake, and it it creates us as a party. I know in other games you would get the indication you're in the same party with a marker and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. You and I kind of both agree on on that, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But the uh, it would be interesting because you could do a lot with that where, like, for example, what if scav karma didn't exist unless an in-raid party was formed? If you guys did the handshake and you started you a party to, yeah. and then you betrayed that person, you lost karma. If you and you didn't gain karma unless you created a party with someone and extracted with them, then it's all an agreement in the raid. The expectation can still be, I don't know, I have to VoIP, I have to make friends, I have to not mm-hmm. be hostile, or you could just be aggro and and that would be okay. And then also with that, like for PMCs, if for PMCs, I think the 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 pro-con meter would be like right now, if me and Velian go in. And I need a shooter born in heaven's shot. Valian can't run a hundred meters for me and let me shoot him in the head, right? But a rando could. It would be interesting. Of if you group up, you're treated like teammates now, where kills don't count for quests. So there's pros and cons to grouping up. You might yeah, be and like, and you could give the PMC scav karma potentially too, right? Yeah. Like, you're you're you're
2: because ultimately the scav karma is like it's your account karma for like. Mm -hmm. fence right Mm -hmm. it it makes sense that like you are it's like in other games you know skyrim or whatever how you have like you've raised your uh, alliance with the faction yeah and maybe it makes some
1: other faction go down you know what i mean like but this could be oh my god did we just did we just solve pmc karma you know, people freak out about this every day. What if that's how it was? What if you could kill bears or usex? It's totally fine. Your karma, nothing happens. If you form a party with usex and betray them, your PMC karma goes down. If you form a party with bears and betray them, your PMC karma goes down. If you form an alliance and work with them, your PMC karma goes up. up. This is not a perfect idea. This is not a perfect idea. I already see holes in it, but this is what I've been talking about. You know how many people over the past year have been like, oh my God, PMC Karma is going to ruin the game. And I'm like, wait, before we say that, what if we just thought of ways it could enhance the game? Because everybody, nobody can see past PMC Karma is if I'm a Yusek and I kill USEC, I lose my Karma. And to be fair to the players, that's because that's what Nikita said it was going to be six years ago. But they haven't talked about it in a long time. (laughs) Whatever it's going to be, BSG is going to make it
2: worse than we think. Yeah, this is definitely true. Or or we're either going to be pleasantly surprised or it's going to be like a fucking course. It's this dog shit. It's one or the other, right? It's not just going to be
1: good. But stuff like this where the karma system can exist. I'm a fan of game systems that exist that can be ignored. Like, if PMC Karma is in the game, what I would want for PMC Karma is you could play Tarkov exactly like you play it right now at no detriment to yourself. Or if you choose, you could engage in this part of the game that gets you rewards only through this way. Maybe there's cosmetics that are only via high PMC Karma. Maybe there's fence things or, like, an additional trader level that doesn't sell, that just sells, like, you know, whatever only through pmc karma that way if you don't like it if you don't want to change you don't have to that is what i love and bsg in traditionally doesn't normally take that approach it's just and and, and the karma the scav karma is a good example it's just now if anybody kills anybody now you're losing karma they've forced this and especially because the penalty for low karma is like your scav time being longer what they're basically saying is you're going to scav the way we want you to scav or you're not going to scav you're going to scav once every hour instead of once every seven minutes And so and that also and that also your idea gets rid of the a lot
2: of the annoyingness around like a guy shot at me and then I killed him. But then somehow I'm getting
1: it avoids all of that unless you kill your friend. So true, because once again, if karma doesn't come into effect until you've partied up, if somebody shoots at you and they miss, you could just shoot back. You don't have to be like, oh, he didn't hit me. There's no penalty. He didn't hit me. So if I shoot him, I'm going to lose karma. You just it's you once again. And this is you know what this is? We talk about this all the time. Emergent content where you let the players dictate. You let the players say, we want to form a party and then you maybe he's got a pilgrim and you really need a pilgrim. You're going to take the karma hit. You betray him. You kill him. You take the pilgrim and you lose the karma or maybe you guys squad up or maybe I want to do it, but it it, uh, leans more into VoIP, which is a feature already in the game. Now there's more reasons to VoIP. There's whatever. Uh, It removes so many of the detractors to scav karma exactly like you said he shot at me or he kills my buddy but he didn't hit me he killed my friend so i defended him but i lost karma because he didn't kill me or shoot me or whatever you lose all that and you let the players decide and then this template could be applied to pmc karma where you get special tasks at higher karmas or special cosmetics at higher karmas but you don't have to engage with it you could still kill people and you could still play the game exactly like you play now it's fine that would be a great way to do pmc
2: karma bro you know what they need kuru kuru what's that you know what that is no so in Daisy, mm. if you if you eat human meat you get, like, a sickness that makes you giggle. Yeah, and go crazy. Bro, can you imagine... Can you imagine... Imagine there was some small bonus you could get from, like, (laughs) befriending... Yeah. And then betraying. Yeah. And then imagine... At random intervals, you might get lucky, and it might not happen. Yeah. Your character would go, like, you know, like the fucking scav giggle. Yeah. Imagine then you're, like... You know, you're chilling with a buddy, and you hear the giggling. You turn, you're like, "Yo, was that you? What the fuck was that Yo, you?" And you're there's like, six what of what you fuck? in a circle. Which one of you giggled?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And then, and then also, it yeah makes your aim twitch. Like, maybe it would make you a little bit shaky, or yeah. there'd be some negative. But then maybe it would unlock. You'd be able to get cultist stuff available from fence. Yeah. Oh, you know whatever, yeah. right? Like, I hate that we can just. We're not game designers. We're just shooting the shit, and we
1: every episode yeah. we come up with a hundred amazing fucking ideas. And you know what's crazy too? It makes me so. Fucking they could sad. fold, and it's it could fold into stuff they've already put into the game. If you have low enough karma, and you want to like like. If you want to be a part of the squad, what he requires is that when you're in PMC raids, you have to take these experimental drugs that Sanitar's making. You know how many Aldobloses they've made that give these weird things? That could be how they tied instead of Kuru. They're saying, Hey, our squad, we're all addicted to Aldoblos Q. And so when you're in a raid, you have to, you have to, if you want to keep it or he kicks you out of the, the low karma squad and that drug makes you like taunt randomly or your aim a little shaky and it adds this engagement, and it already folds it into like existing mechanics.
2: Ah! Yeah, and uh, one 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 last thing I want to say on this is that I want to make it clear I wasn't necessarily I wasn't trying to say that like karma is bad, no, or that they should remove, but it was mostly just. That's an unintended. I yes. think I'm. 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 I'm theory crafting that that's an unintended consequence that might explain what we see. Right? It's just a theory. Yeah, and it's um, a perspective
1: I had never thought about before. Seriously, as somebody who came up under you guys and used scav raids a lot when I started as combat practice and and killing other scavs, I'd never considered that before. Uh, I never thought about that. Um. Well. Well, you know, if you have Kuru and you're giggling, and you need some help, I want to thank the second sponsor of tonight's episode, and that is BetterHelp. I couldn't figure out uh, thought, a lot.
2: If you're a cannibal, then maybe you yeah, should seek then maybe you should online see. digital mental health counseling.
1: But uh, this show is sponsored by uh, <laughs> BetterHelp. Uh, BetterHelp is an online platform where you can get all sorts of help and therapy uh, that you need. Uh, Veritas and I both have personal experiences with them. Uh, therapy is, is one of the most important things that has happened in my life personally. And BetterHelp is a really, um, it's like, it's a way to bring this into the new age, into the online age. It really is an awesome platform because you get to find somebody super quickly. If you don't vibe with them, instead of calling and canceling appointments and calling other offices and scheduling, it makes it super easy to find somebody that you drive with find somebody that you're comfortable with there's additional communication methods you can put in a note section things you don't want to forget to talk about and then once your session starts you both have access to that there's just a lot of really cool things that make this incredibly accessible easy to use and flexible and i think for a topic as sensitive as this those things are important
2: so yeah yeah for sure And 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 like there's also a million things that you can seek therapy or other yeah. mental health counseling services for more than just the, you know, stereotypical depression. Right. Yeah, for sure. It could be anything from maybe you are dealing with depression. Maybe you're having trouble with your coworkers. Maybe you need couples counseling. Yep. Yeah. Some people even um, might need or think that they want counseling for maybe they have a teenager a child right yep um that maybe they want to speak to somebody right like there's there's so many ways to like look at this yep that can apply to you and or your loved ones in ways that that are, are super relevant and yeah i mean i've said before i can't yeah i i can't speak enough to how four months ago i was fucking miserable was honestly <laughs> like the lowest of the low it might have been one of the lowest if not the lowest period of my entire life yeah. Um, like legitimately. And uh yeah, it's it's kind of what has kept me going, yeah. honestly. Um
1: for sure. And at the
2: same time, my therapist has been on vacation for like a month and it and it's been like to be able to then now not have not talk to her for a month and be like, This has been a good month. Yeah. I'm like looking forward to her coming back in a couple weeks and
1: being like, yo, things things are going things well. Things are going well. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's just it's tremendous. It, it, it really is um, how impactful it can be for your life. I mean, even if you just don't have somebody to talk to, I've been in that parts of my life where like, I just moved away and I didn't have friends in my life that I would meet up with on a weekly basis. I just kind of, I was working a lot and just parenting and it's just hard to find time. And you just realize that you've kind of, you're just kind of spiraling in your own thoughts. Like even that, just having another human being to talk to, to bounce ideas off. It just is tremendous how impactful that can be for your life. You know
2: how freeing it is to be able to you you get to a point, you know, maybe not on the first, you know, one or two visits. Yeah. Right. But like to be able to get to the point where you can say what you're feeling and what you're thinking, things that you would never tell or say yes. to anybody else. Not because like you killed somebody and you've got human meat in your fridge. Right. Like not. <laughs> we're not talking Kuru level, you know, but just yeah. to be like just to be like someone said this to me and I felt this about them. And I feel bad about that. Should I feel bad? And they're like, yeah, oh, well, maybe that's not fair that you felt that way. You know what? But to be able to say that yep. and not feel judged and not have to like it's yep. it's incredible.
1: Yep. So absolutely. So uh it's awesome. We we love we love better help and we are glad to be partnered with them. So you can visit betterhelp.com slash podcast today and get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp h e l p dot com slash podcast get 10 percent off your first month thank you so much for sponsoring this episode better help
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. human Man. meat human kaku.
2: i just had some sarku japan God i'm fairly s- certain that's some human meat yo
1: sarku japan is so
2: good bro that's what i had last time for before the patreon episode bro oh, and when yeah. i when i almost died and that happened again to me tonight yikes Again, I had I literally was like, oh, this chicken's so good, ch- 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 chewing, I swallowed. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. Oh. And and the first thing I did, take a big gulp of Gatorade, and literally I felt the Gatorade go Brrr, and it just was like a graduated cylinder full of just like and to feel to be able to feel I could feel the chicken in place and I could feel the Gatorade going like eh, eh, going. And my wife comes, she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, you know, and I had to be like, uh, nothing, you know, because I'm otherwise fine. she'd be like, she's like, no chicken. Let me cut it up. and Let me puree it for you. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't take away my Saku Japan.
2: Don't you fucking blend my Bro, chicken. When I was
1: when I first started working, although for it looks Apple, it looks blended. Though. Yeah, it Have you seen does. it before? <laughs> when I first started working for Apple, I was so poor, dude, and I couldn't bring lunch. And it was at, it was Apple store and a mall. And I would literally just on my hour-long lunch break make, make ten rounds in the food court of the mall, taking samples from all the Chinese restaurants. And that was my lunch, bro.
2: Bro, that's the kind of shit that you hear in like a with it too, in like dude. the Fifty Cent. Like you now, I'm a billionaire now, right? Bro. But like back in the day, I used to just give free fucking samples. Did we? Okay, wait. We've probably talked about this seven times, but I need to ask again. Have we talked about like the the Cold War that existed between Chinese food restaurants for like a a period of time. I had this thing in my in my local mall where yes. it was literally there the was like prices, three or four, yes, the prices were down to the point where like I'll give you five dollars and an orange chicken <laughs> just please just come what, by what? dude. And it was weird because it was like yeah. I think maybe there were just like four out of out of like nine uh, uh like whatever restaurants in the food court. It was like four of them were like the cheap, you know, you pay five dollars yeah. for whatever you want. Pick four entrees or whatever. And I think that like because there was four or five of them and they were all like, you know, what the fuck? Like <laughs> they had to compete. Where And, and I think eventually a, enough of them went out of business. Now there's only one or maybe two. Dude, he won, but man. He won. He's counting big dude. enough
1: for all of us. He's like $800,000 in debt because he was giving away food for a year. But he's the only one left in the mall. Holy shit! Wait.
2: Speaking of, I'm, I'm i I want to fucking I want to mention these two things. Uh, <sighs> slightly off topic. I think there's a couple things you still wanted to talk about with Tarkov. Yeah, um But uh, but real quick, I've been enjoying like binging abo- uh, two different pieces of content. Mm. Did you ever watch uh, what's his name Zhao Xiaomi? Mm-mm. Zhao- yeah, I'm sure you've probably. No, not Xiaomi. Xiaomi is like that's like a fucking like Samsung but yeah, Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Xiao oh, fucking language.
1: What type of content? The guy who speaks a bunch of languages is what Steel said?
2: Yes, yes. Yes. Um what's the fuck's his name? I don't it's... know. Oh, it's Xiao Xiao Ma NYC. So X I A O M A that's, I think it's Xiaoma, uh, NYC. He, he, dude, he speaks like every language on fucking planet Earth and he learns languages like in like two or three weeks and he learns some of the most obscure dialects of like, so he, his wife is Chinese. Uh, he spent, uh, you know, like fucking 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. like living in Beijing. So the, the shtick that got him, you know, a million bajillion subscribers on YouTube was he would go in to chinese food restaurants like in the bronx and you know you always he would be like oh you know what do you have what's this? and he'd kind of be a little bit of an awkward just white dude yeah. right and then he'd be like "Oh, and they'd be like they'd be like what the? Uh, you speak like fushuanese or whatever like the like this crazy dialect of mandarin that, or whatever that, that, that 600 people speak right and they're like what the fuck and then he'll like change to mandarin and then you know someone else will walk by and he'll speak yiddish to like the jewish guys walking down the road and then like he'll go to kenya and he'll be speaking all these different languages dude it's fucking amazing it's it's wholesome and also like impressive oh yeah he learns like like dozens and dozens and dozens of languages and he goes and he speaks it and his accents are like the people are like yo you're fucking kenyan and he's just this like geeky looking white guy wild Dude, it's so good. You should wa- watch him. All of his stuff is good. Holy cow! I and the will. editing is good. It's it's like kind of brainless, uh, you know, like feel good content. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's 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 that's really really wild. good. Like, yes, yeah, so- Somali, um, Thai, a million different versions of like Mandarin. Um, yeah, super good. Dang. Uh so that that's one, um guy that i'm a fan of and another one is i don't even know what they're called it's like native people native people react i'm just gonna search for that no oh okay wait okay so the channel that i've been watching a bunch of stuff on is called i'm gonna put the link in chat common man show okay but there 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 are these like three or four dudes from i think they're like like indian villagers that like you know it's not they're not like aboriginal they've never seen electricity yeah but they're like you know pretty removed from modern society and science and whatever and they just show them like melody sheeps video like history of the entire and their people are like they would ask them like, you know, how big is the universe? And they're like, oh, I don't know. The, the Earth seems like it's probably at least a hundred or so miles, and you know, oh, that's the, and that's and that's the whole God. universe. One of the ones I just watched, and the old guy is the best. The old guy is the fucking best. He is. That's crazy. The most. One of the things they did was they put VR. They were like, "What if we could take you anywhere in the world, and you'd be able?" And he was like yeah yeah very funny right like yeah you're you're like a god you know and then they show him the headset he's like yeah you're gonna do it like what do you mean and they put it on and the whole time he's like weeping like oh oh like thank you so much he literally thanks them crying like you just gave me an experience i'll never have it's so wholesome that is
1: crazy
2: and you blow their fucking minds like what's at the bottom of the ocean like what's on like what's on the moon you know like all kinds of crazy Dang, shit. Yeah, it's super, super, super good. Oh my! At gosh. first, I thought it was like a little fake, but there's no way that that it. There's no way that it's fake. With uh, just like with some of the blowing
1: people's minds. It yeah, like, dude. widening their perspective of everything.
2: Yeah, and it's like, it's the thing that the secret thing that, I mean, maybe I'm the only person that wants to do this, but like I totally envision. Or I imagine how amazing it would be to either go to, like, the Aboriginal tribe, right, that has never seen any technology before, yeah. living off the land and making fire by hand and whatever, and then, like, pulling out a fucking iPhone, you know, or whatever, right? Or being able to go back in time. Yeah. You know, imagine just if you could, like, thought experiment, go back in time to a fucking a 1000, you know, BC and be like, yo, here's a car. You know what I yep. mean? Like, yep. how... This is like as close as you can get to that. Yeah. That's not unethical. Yeah. You know,
1: a hundred percent. hundred percent. I was just thinking the same thing. It's like the closest we can get to going back in time is like finding these people and then like just blowing their minds.
2: But yeah, the, the one I just watched last night, um, they took the three of them on a plane. And oh, it's shoot. so funny. They all got sick. But they're like, can we open the window? You know, like, yeah. they don't, you know, but at the There's same no time, concept. They're, like, they're like, why are we going backwards? They're like, this whole thing goes backwards while they're just like taxiing out. <laughs> like, oh god, It goes backwards. And then like, dude, it's so That's fucking so amazing because so it, it was like a 10 hour car ride to like Delhi or wherever the fuck they were going yeah. back to. And they're like, no, it's actually going to be an hour because we're flying. And they're like, they're oh, like oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. You know, but the wasn't too long before they were like yo i'm fucking scared shitless they're just like
1: <laughs> looking out over the clouds just like this is it that's so sick
2: that's one of the things they were saying was like oh my god like uh, there was a little bit of turbulence and they're like i guess there's like some dangerous clouds like we don't want to hit them like i think they thought they were like mountains or something oh my And god. even even just when they took off seeing their city from the sky they were like oh
1: yeah I mean, think about like how had no radical idea the scale of yeah, that perspective would be as an adult. So many of us fly when we're kids, you know what I mean? And we're just like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'm excited to see that. I want to sit in the window seat. But like, imagine being 62 years old, thinking the earth is 100 miles wide and flying over and being able to look at every place you've ever been in your entire life. You could hide with your thumb. Yep. Like.
2: That's crazy. Dude, and the, the last thing I'll say, the funniest part was there was like a five minute thing where they were debating. They had bottles of water, right? And they were like, yo, can we take the empty bottles of water? And the guy was like, dude. I, when we were going through security, they patted us down. They, I had, he had like one coin. He's like, they took my coin. I couldn't take it with me. All this stuff. It's like, you think they're gonna let us walk out of here with a bunch of bottles of water? Like, cl- obviously not, dude. Like, oh, security my. is like, it was the fucking most hilarious oh, my
1: thing. God.
2: Oh, and then you see him walking out, and they've
1: each got like two or three bottles. <laughs> oh, dude, it's that's fucking so
2: amazing. Great.
1: That's uh, why I. That's why I want to go to space in my lifetime because I want that experience. I want, yeah. I want that experience of like, you know what you're in for and you still know it would be yeah. life altering. A yeah, hundred yep. percent. Yeah. That's what I want. That's dope.
2: Anyway. So that's the, it's been a while since we shared. Yeah. Content some content
1: that, and I have been watching nothing. I need something to watch. So, um, uh, but yeah, there were a few, like a few other, just like dark off related things. Um, uh, so I, I guess we'll we'll talk about this first because it, it kind of is the one that goes back to the to what we were talking about. It, it, so it's interesting. So the SVT and the AVT are the two new guns, two of the new guns, and the SVT is a semi-automatic Mosin. You know what I mean? Like it shoots 760 by 54 r and the AVT is a fully automatic SVT. It, so
2: it, it has to have like the most ridiculous recoil, right? So
1: that's what's crazy. So. I don't know how true this is, like, like with the actual numbers, but I can say that I feel this to be true. If that makes sense. I heard that the SVT, which is the semi-auto one, just the wooden stock base, you can't do anything to it other than put the PU, like the Mosin scope. You can put the PU scope on. That is it. I've heard that the stock SVT has better stats than like a 250,000 ruble modded SVD which is the only other semi-automatic mosin we have in the game. The SVD is like expensive, very expensive to mod, and has terrible ergo. And the SVT, just like stock wooden perspective. Well, I mean, wooden uh, I saw perspective in the chat. I said it. Stock wood, everything is like better. It's got way better ergo. And you, in, it took me one mag, and I was like, oh, I have the rhythm of this down. And I was in the firing range. I was like, bang, 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 all headshots that quickly. The rhythm, it's so it returns to center so straight and the rhythm is so predictable to the shots, you can just... Do that Every time you said <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> do that conga. Bang. Yeah. But it's just like crazy good. It's crazy good. It feels better than when I'm doing Punisher Part 6 with a 500,000 ruble SVD. That so does it feel better. like an SKS? Yeah, that shoots Mosin ammo. It
2: sounds busted. Yes. Sounds like I would love that. And although, then, although I do want to say that the the, the whole like... It has better stats. I still, it's been a while since I've done any whatever. Yeah. but I still am convinced that like it's meaningless. Well, like, like, like X ergo
1: on one gun. I don't yeah. think translates to X ergo on another gun. I agree. But, but I'm saying that it even feels that way. Like when you pick up one, yeah, you're like, I'll, I'll take
2: the feeling over the stats. Yeah. If someone says, bro, it has 73 vertical recoil. I have no idea yeah. what that
1: means, and especially on a gun like an SVD. You're like, what does that even mean? Right. But it feels yeah. better. It feels so easy to control. And so, and it's got, it, it definitely has better ergo than an SVD. And it's crazy, dude. And then, uh, and then the AVT is just that, but like you can click it to full auto and dump it. Now, the recoil full auto is crazy. It's bad.
2: But. I would imagine it's like super fast jitter-clicking in SVD. It's like... Yeah,
1: but it doesn't really matter, right? Because if you're close range and you're shooting that thing, it's like you only have to hit them twice. You just... Can you put lasers on it? Because then you just point fire at No, shit. but that would be nuts. And so here, here are some things. Here are some interesting factoids. So like what we're talking about is those guns. <clears throat> I spawned as a player scav with the... So there's 10 round mags and 15 round mags. I spawned with, as a player scav with the AVT, the full auto one with five 15 round mags. (laughs) And it's just like, that is so toxic. (laughs) And the guns are like the SVT, which is the one that everyone's going to use is available at level two proper. And it's not that expensive. And at that point, so it's, it's Mosin Man all over again. Yes, man. and at that point, it just doesn't really matter like what ammo you use. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, "Well, you know, there's not good ammo." It, dude, that ammo is so big that even the bad ammos are good ammos, right? They hit so hard. Yeah. What's the the alternative? Is you use a PP19 a, with with PST or an AR with 855? Like we're talking about a a chonker of a caliber. So. I have like, so people, so I say that because so many people have been like, what are your thoughts on the SVT? Because I am required to now have like a fully stated, you know, dissertation level opinion on it because the tribes are forming, the tribes are forming of the, you're, you know, you're just, a lot of people are super mad at it and they want validation that it's like this thing is broken and stupid that it's so accessible and so good. And then the other people are, like, will now, well, now Timmy's have something, you know, they have something to use against the Chads. And it's a good thing. And, like, get ratted, get cucked, like, get better if you're mad. they will have something to
2: use against the Chads. You've had something to use against the Chads since 1994 when the Mosin
1: came out. That's So that's my thing is, like, once again, I don't really care. I mean, I care when I die to a player scab with a fully automatic Mosin for sure, but I just, like, I don't care enough to formulate this crazy opinion, but I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about on the podcast because this is just one of those things where, like, if you're in camp get cucked like now the timmies have something to use you're not going to hear anything i have to say anyway you like most of most of those people have just like you're a streamer you do this for a living and therefore your opinion is not valid. but we had this conversation earlier in chat because somebody was like somebody was like no it's a good thing because now now the lower level players have something to use and i was like dude you have the mozen you have the RF... Where, where have you been? You have the RFB. You have the Vepper Hunter. You have the KS-23. Scavs spawn with all of those weapons. Scavs spawn with KS-23. Scavs spawns with vepper Hunters. You put the, the fully auto version in,
2: in the hands of a new player, it's more of a liability than yeah. than an SKS. They yeah. probably do better with
1: an SKS because they wouldn't, like... It's not... So, so this concept of, like, now the Timmy's have something... To kill people with, I just don't subscribe to at all because the Timmys oh, yeah. have had <laughs> stuff to kill people to kill Chads with for forever. Secondly, you've you know you've always been able to kill a Giga Chad with just about anything. You know what I mean?
2: Every every era has had its. You used to be able to kill when there was no face hitbox and yeah, you, you had a TT and they were running Kiver Fort, which was the best shit in the game. Yeah. You you'd shoot them in the leg until it was blacked out and then the next would bullet would die. kill them in the
1: leg. Yeah. They would there's just die. There's always been there's always been a way. Yeah. to do it. And I would argue that the last wipe, like the most recent wipe we had was the easiest wipe for Timmy's as far as the as far as the killability of chads. I'm not saying like you could definitely make an argument that now so many people are good at the game, it's really hard to get into the game because there are just so many people playing and so many people have been playing for a long time. You could make that argument. But what I'm saying is the killability of Chad's last wipe was at an all-time high because they took Alton's and Ristes off the flea market and off the traders. That was really the last bastion of with an Alton or a Rist you really can't hit him in the face. You have to go leg meta now. And and the community has recently just decided that the fast MT face shields aren't worth it. So nobody runs them because they're level three armor, the, the fast MTs, and very many uh, guns that you can just spawn in with as a scav have like 28 pen, you know, it, which would have like a 90% chance to pen a, a class three visor. So last wipe, the amount of people I saw with no face shield on, I mean, people with the Zobralos, the best stuff in the game, but just a a you, I mean... You could die to a TT to the face with a well placed shot, and as a scav, I killed a bunch of chads with super awful guns. So the killability of chads was at an all time high, and I'm not I'm not gigamolding about like the fact that it's in the game. I just think it brings up interesting. It always ends up in interesting conversations around things like what is the point of gear progression if every time there's new gear to progress to, there's new gear that requires no progression that just ignores the gear that you progress towards? Like, I know that if you're a Timmy right now, you think that way, but when you get better at the game and have better stuff that you feel like you earned, and there's a new Timmy that just one-shots you, and you feel like that gear you earned didn't do anything for you. And it kind of, you're going to be, yeah, no you're gonna be mad. And it goes back to the, and it, what, what the reason this made me think of it is it made me just think back to what you were talking about in the Diablo stuff, where, where you were saying, where people were like, the game is so grindy and Diablo two was 50 times as grindy and, and the grindiness was part of what made Diablo two Diablo two. Like, it's not even just that it used to be a different way. It's that what it used to be was part of what created the fame. And I think Tarkov is going through a little bit of that. And once again, I can only talk about this on the podcast. I can't talk about this live because I know how this sounds. Oh, shut up, man. You're just a streamer. You play all day. You're good. And you want to stomp on new people. I know that's how it will be interpreted. There will be comments on this podcast saying that exact same thing. But it makes me wonder if Tarkov is going through a little bit of that identity crisis where what made Tarkov cool and what made Tarkov famous was just the insane, the how hard it was, how hard it was to get into, how hard it was to do something. And now the the expectation and the demand is, well, if I play one and a half raids a week, I require a gun that can kill anyone in the game in one shot because if I don't have that gun, it's not fair to me. Yep. And it goes back to the it goes back to the you walked into Pizza Hut and you were mad it's not Chinese food. I don't want to just curb stomp you all day as a giga chad. I just I what I, I would rather play with people who understand what the game is and want to play this game, whether they play an hour a week or hundred hours a week. And if you don't want this game, that's okay. And I know how that's going to come across, but that's what... We had this conversation, the SVT. What are your thoughts? And it just... It ends up devolving back into that because it always goes back and forth. Oh, well, I think they're too cheap. I would be fine if the AVT was just like a random old... Like, because it's an old gun, right? Like, if you just found this random old gun in a weapon crate. But it's not. You can buy them really early and you can buy them pretty cheap. So it's like, well, then the Timmy should have this. Well, it's like, well, this or this. But what about gear progression with this? And it always... The path always leads back to that, which is like, what is Tarkov and are you playing the right game? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Tarkov is basketball. Tarkov is basketball. But does that make sense? Like that that identity crisis of just it feels in the same way that people criticize this Diablo, which is 10 times less grindy than Diablo 2 for being too grindy. I feel like we get that. I feel like the reason Tarkov blew up is because it was hard, because it was different, because it was visceral, and because it was ex- extremely hard to push past the learning curve, and now it's easier than it's ever been and being criticized for being too hard. And that just makes me go crazy because I, you're technically not wrong if your opinion is like this game is too hard. I, if your opinion is... I only play this game two what? hours a week. It's too hard. I can't progress. You're right. Yeah. Period. The resolution you want is that the game to be changed. You're right in that it is a hard game, and you can't really progress with two hours a week. The but problem that is that was you're the not game playing Hello... that they made. Just say what you're thinking. The problem is that you're not playing Hello Kitty Island Adventure Two, <laughs> and you're playing Tarkov.
2: And... No, I'm just. Kidding. I'm half kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm half kidding. But so I don't, and, and and it's hard because I love that people are playing this game and I love that they're newer players and I love, and I'm okay with some of these guns. I, I, I love that at any point. I, as a Chad, what I don't want is the pendulum to go the other way where we get a really traditional route where if I'm level 60 and you're level 10, I am unkillable. I love and want to preserve that core tenant of Tarkov, which is that. Anyone can kill you at any time if you are careless enough or if they hit a good enough shot. I want to preserve that, but it's just... Sometimes we're not talking about preserving that thing that could happen. Sometimes we end up talking about, like, everyone should always be able to kill everyone else with one click, but then every time you die to one click, it's because there are cheaters or because there are chads or because there are thermals or mosins, or... It's like, there's always a reason. Or bushwookies now, you know what I mean? It's It's... I just... I just don't know how far the logical train has been taken by a lot of the people. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. Cause what we're gonna, what we're gonna, what's gonna happen and what, what I'm already seeing is clips of people just running TV rigs and SVTs on labs. Because if they're the Chads and they don't feel like the gear is worth grinding for, they're gonna start using the gear that is worth it, which is cheap and unbelievably effective. And then a few things are going to happen. Most of the time you're still going to die because a guy with 10,000 hours is just going to beat you. And when you kill that guy, he won't have anything good. He'll have the same kid you have, and it won't feel good to have killed him. And that's where it ends up. You know what I mean? I know. Unless, unless
2: what feels good for them is they get to farm the ledexes and the stims and yeah th- because there's enough shit see like back in the day there wasn't enough shit on the maps that was valuable well we didn't you didn't need money yes what b- 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 back in my day you didn't need money bro yeah. i in one of the videos i literally showed you the richest motherfucker you've ever seen in escape from tarkov and i had 138,000 rubles yeah because that's all I needed because and, I had 57 yeah. fort armors. Literally, my entire stash down the middle was fast MTs with with um, mandibles quadnots.
1: and quadnods.
2: And then I had two money cases full of Bitcoin and then just the normal item cases, because that's all there were. Yeah, four by four item cases from top to bottom full of. 4 4 4 4 four, four, yeah. 4 you know 60 out of 80 4 80 out of 84 78 out
1: of and I'm telling and you if you was just, hear that and you think uh, that's poor man back then literally if you had 5 million rubles you were like king of the world back then I
2: was king of the world and I had 180 yeah. because there was nothing to buy
1: yeah yeah and I know I know people are like old men thinking about the good old days and once again
2: I don't even necessarily No but, no, no, but I no, I say that I, I say that point because these people get the value from everything that is in combat. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. They're they're gonna say, bro, if I kill the guy and he's wearing rat gear, the, the, the newbie garbage stuff, it don't matter. That's true. Because I get to farm you're all the right. items to get more money. It's like You're right. But you're not like I, I contest that if they there's a there's a real possibility that they would find more enjoyment in the game if they unlock all this cool stuff got to do all this cool customization and mod their guns and think about the ammo and use armor. And if those things actually provided value to them, then the progression would be fun. But instead, it's how many rubles can I get? That is true. That's what the game has come to.
1: That is true. Yeah. I had not know that's a good perspective.
2: And the game. So my point was the game was better when in and of itself. Yeah. The, the, the gameplay was rewarding because you killed people, and when you killed people, they had shit that you would use. It wasn't about the sale value, yeah. which is why the, the people in Diablo are upset because they're like, bro, the grind to 100 is the worst thing ever. They need to make it so much easier while at the same time, the same people a week later are saying, bro, I got to 100. There's nothing to do. Yeah. So then why did you rush there? You should have fucking played to enjoy the process. Yeah. But yeah, instead yeah. it's they're playing to get more money. They're playing to get more money. They're playing to get more money. For what? Yeah. To buy the gear you're not gonna use? Now, if if that's what you enjoy about the game, fine. That's totally fine. Some people might like Diablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for different reasons. But don't make the game about that for everybody. It's not about that for everybody. They didn't make it about that when they designed
1: it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You, you basically took the conversation. I started it and threaded it back to a separate conversation. I have all the time with myself and with my community, which is that, yeah, like I wish, I wish the things you found in raid were of use and not of value. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I loot the way I do. It's why I have my stash set up the way I have. And it always triggers a lot of people. And I was really hoping they were going to do another event. in previous wipes, they did a pre-wipe event where all the traders were locked off and nobody could use traders. And that gave people a small taste of it where they're like, I don't have any freaking pistol grips. And they find a pistol grip and raid and they're like, sick, I have all these guns, but I sold all the pistol grips because I usually could just buy them. And now this thing that they found that's a worthless thing has so much value to them. And I always loved a thought, the thought of that, of, yeah, just the economy more being centered around use and not just the sale value on the flea. Um, Yeah, no, interesting. And once again, it's just like, it's the reason I, the reason I ultimately don't really care about the SVT and the AVT is because... It's not now the only gun you can kill me with. It's because I've been dealing with KS 23s and vepper Hunters and Rip rounds out of a Vector and Mosins and SVDS and and the reason why you punish all yourself, the other
2: things you can one tap me with like the, yeah the reason why you punish yourself through all of the AIDS quests and all the bullshit is because you get enjoyment out of unlocking stuff and being able to use the gear yeah. that becomes available to you as you progress. And that is no longer fun when the the gear doesn't give you
1: anything yeah, in nothing. return. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Just just interesting. Um Yeah. Have you seen so this is actually off topic. I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I feel like we've just coming off of this conversation, have you seen the whole like escape from Deer Isle? DAISY server. They they literally just like ripped every single asset out of Tarkov and shoved it into DAISY. It is like, it's the most like Like literally
2: ripped it? Like
1: like, scuffed thing. Freaking, all the images are the same. A lot of the images are the same. And DAISY is already a scuffed player controller. But, Veritas, but it's in my opinion, a proof of concept of like the oh, Tarkov world. we've always wanted. There are quests, there are, there's literally like labs, key cards, there's loot and there's value and there's traders and there's safe zones and you can build structures in this open world. And I don't really want to play it, but when I watch people play it, it gives me the vibes. It's like, I'm like, it, 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 you know how, I've been saying this for a while. Tarkov can't necessarily hard pivot into that. I don't think Tarkov is becoming that, which is fine. And I think Tarkov can't quickly pivot into anything, right? Like they're having, a, they're getting their thing out. You know how, like, Fortnite was not a battle royale? Like, did you ever play Fortnite Save the World? Like, Fortnite was a basically tower defense game. Yeah, you would yeah. build your base, and then the hordes would come. And last minute, they were like, well, let's do a Battle Royale mode. Like, we, it, it, it's not going to be hard to do. We'll make this open map. And then Fortnite became Fortnite. I'm pretty sure they discontinued the original game. You know how we've talked before about how, like, Scum and Deadside and, like, all these other games that are trying to be DayZ that never topple DayZ... I want one of them to hard pivot into what open world Tarkov should be. Like hard pivot scum should just hard pivot and say, escape from Deer Isle kind of is fun, but it shouldn't be. And they're literally just ripping icons and assets from Tarkov and shoving it in. What if we actually thought about what this would look like? An open world... You know, you go in and, and it's there is no economy. It's all just stuff. It's stuff that you can find, it's stuff that you can craft, it's stuff that you can do. You kill a guy and you take his stuff. And it's like it's that's the value. Is the thing and the loot and the engagement and the stuff and oh, I want that so bad. What would they here's the thing
2: though. What would they need to change in their game to make it more Tarkov like? Cuz like what what sets Tarkov what the the difference between Tarkov and DayZ? Is the very thing that is different between them? God, that was such a tautology. Um, <laughs> the moment that you make Tarkov open world and then there's no more raids, then is there like really a
1: dash and like progress? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to. Yeah. The cycle frontier is very different than Day Z. Right? It was. And the cycle well, is what yeah. I want.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, so it would take you the, know, the,
1: like... the reverse of that is true. All the times we fantasize about open world Tarkov, if that was true, you could say, "Well, then that's just Daisy or Scum," and I wouldn't think either of us would say that. It's, it's there is a lot more to Tarkov. The concept of a hideout or a stash, and and I'm saying, I'm and I'm saying that the what what makes it easier is if a game like Scum or Yeah, I'm dead tired. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying if if one of those games does it, they're not beholden. Like if Tarkov tried to pivot, everybody goes, well, what about this? What about that? What about the flea market? What about the stash? What about this? Because because it's so hard to pivot to change that train. But if you're scum, you can be like, what's just the best version of this? Do we have an offline stash or do we not? Do we have bases and safe zones or do we not? Like You get to just have those conversations because... You're not Tarkov, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I, I if I knew more about Scum. Yeah. I mean literally, literally just think of basically Scum is just Daisy with better graphics that never really took off. All I, I've literally
2: watched a fucking long time home you haven't seen seen in a bit. Hope he's doing okay. There's no chance he's listening, but Oddboss, I love you. Uh fucking Oddboss, I I, I watched him play scum once. Yeah. And all he did was kill people and skin them and would make like he made like I don't even know how to describe it like stick figures on the ground of the flesh chunks yeah and that was just like what he and and I was like yo this is amazing (laughs) what I want what I would (laughs) that's amazing
1: what I would want to see and here's the differentiator I think you're you're looking for Daisy is a big giant map that you're just on forever Right, it's like there's a server queue, right? Because if if there's 500 people and the server queue is 500, you're just, just 500 people deep. And Tarkov is small maps, instance based, and when everybody leaves, the raid is over. I oh, want that, 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 so that's what I was saying real quick.
2: It it's easier for, like I feel like DayZ has, like everything that tarkov has for the most part but tarkov doesn't have all the things that daisy has yeah you know what i mean so like a daisy becoming a tarkov it's like you'd be like removing features like almost no but i know not really but
1: that's what i'm saying that's why like that's why what i'm saying is i want one of these games that i i think there are like 10 games that have come along that have said we're gonna be the better daisy and we're gonna topple daisy no no they are percent of, of
2: the way yeah they're 95 of the way to making a tarkov yeah
1: they're so close to making a better Tarkov and toppling a game that's, that's Tarkov, and they're never going to topple DayZ. I don't know why. I'm with you. I, don't, circle kn- with you. Yeah, I don't know why they're never going to topple DayZ, but they just won't. DayZ has just established itself as that game. DayZ 2 is going to be the only thing that topples DayZ. But if Scum was like, let's pivot, let's take our giant map, and instead of making it servers where there's a queue, we're going to make it an instance. That lasts six hours, like the cycle. So people can leave and they can come in and they add, you take that map and then you go, okay, you add some sort of hideout and some sort of offline stash. You add dead drops and you can just build the economy from the ground up as a survival game economy where stuff is just hella rare and value comes from utility, not monetary value those that's how those games operate right like day z when you find a you know you when you find nine mil ammo that's huge not because of what it's worth to the trader but because you you have 45 ammo and a nine mil glock and you can't shoot anyone right so like what does what does scum or dead side with a map that big with a server structure like the cycle frontier with the weapon customization and modability and a lot of the, but not all, the, like, movement and visceral combat that Tarkov has. What does that game look like? And that seems to me... I don't know that I'm adequately explaining what's in my head, but that seems to me the evolution. It seems to me I've come full circle. I used to want Tarkov to go open world, and now what I think I want is just a different game company to evolve Tarkov into open world. I don't think Tarkov can pivot that hard. I think what they might do is, like, stitch some of the maps together and make bigger maps, and I think that would be super sick and super fun and and awesome. But I want, like, daisy economy, cycle server structure, Tarkov gun and combat smash that into a game
2: okay so wait, wait but you're just talking about better combat daisy like
1: so, no. so that's what i'm saying like what would they what what part of tarkov infilling and exfilling
2: okay so rather that's than what I'm saying. Like, that's the cycle from rather here. than rather than have like you know boxes in a hut you build where you keep Correct. your stuff that you want, you want to be able to, like, get out. Just like the cycle.
1: Yeah. I want to, like, the cycle's map was much is bigger. Is that different
2: than, like, a safe zone? I where think you had so. you boxes? I think so. Like, it's functionally different, but, like, conceptually, is it? Like, you, you cross this threshold, and now you can go and put your stuff and sort it and be safe. I yeah. almost feel like that would
1: kind of be the but same thing, except in- there's
2: no, like, loading screen in and out.
1: But infilling is completely different. Because infilling into the raid is now just leaving the safe zone where people can just camp. In the cycle, when you click go, you don't know where you're gonna spawn. Yeah, and that's okay. what I want. I want a, I want to hide out and I want there to be quest givers and things to do and I click spawn, and I spawn into a map the size of DayZ map, or the size of Scum's map, which is like three times the size of Cycle maps, and so Cycle's map was three times the size of Tarkov's maps. I want to infill into that just randomly and be like, I got to do this quest. I got gotta And I have six hours to do whatever I want to do, right? Not 30 minutes. And if I go off on my own little RPG like I was going to do this thing, but then I kill the an AI and I saw a player and I killed a player. That player had this juice M4. Now I'm going to divert my path over to a dead drop and I'm going to drop that M4 off there. Then I'm going to go back in and try to do my quest. I died. Oh, no. I get back in. Oh, I spawn up here. I can make it to my body. I get back down to my body. I refight that guy. I win. I take my loot. I go accomplish my quest. And I want that. But the economy scaled way down, where it's not like millions of rubles and whatever I want. Where like actually like looting and finding things and killing a guy with the juice M four. Holy cow, that's crazy!
2: So so Daisy with infill, xfill, and the ability to like get back in the same kind of server, like something yes. about that. Yep. Um, and then I also, mean, yeah that 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 would take like a week
1: and a half for the Daisy yeah. guys, to be or the scum <laughs> guys, right? Like or the dead side guys, and I think that would just be nine hundred IQ. Yeah, but none of those games have
2: good combat, right? Correct. Even like they it, all Day-Z, have better
1: combat than DayZ, but you're right, Day-Z, none of them have Day-Z combat Day-Z like DayZ. Combat
2: like looks like looks like hot fucking garbage, and yeah. I hated the way it felt. But then when I watched JLK, he made it like look good. He, he makes it look so good. I don't know how he does it. But like otherwise, it's so fucking janky. So you're right that they don't have so, good combat, um, and, and that's that, the hardest part. That though is if, the hardest if it was part. bad. Which is kind of why I didn't really like, what was it, Marauders. Correct. Because it felt it felt clunky. I agree. And the infill, exfill process was convoluted. I just wanted to get into the building. Yeah. I didn't want to have to get shot down 17 the things. The two things
1: that Tarkov has that no other game has been able to come close to is one, combat, which is a funny thing to say because all the things like... Tarkov just gets in its own way with combat, with how, like, the stamina system works and how the uh, weight system works. Like, Tarkov combat is the best, and it could be better. They're so close to it being better. But the other thing that Tarkov has that no other game is looting. Like, we needed the the Call of Duty when everybody was like, oh, they're just making
2: fucking, like, the clone. They went, they jumped the shark, and they added a bunch of extra call of duty things a yeah. million everywhere you look every phone on the corner the yeah. like payphone is a fucking mini quest like the most busiest yeah. like grand theft auto map ever yeah. if they had stripped it down yeah made it but had the movement and the combat and the weapon customization
1: i mean yeah. they could they could have knocked it out of they the park they could have done that too yeah but that's dude that's what i want and it's funny because like dude the, the escape from deer isle as scuffed as Daisy is, and then think about Daisy level of scuffed and then making it much more scuffed, which is just like literally shoving Tarkov assets in everywhere you can. I could get I can get lost watching Trade24K play Escape from Deer Isle because it triggers that part of my monkey brain that's like, there's something here. There's something here. And I think if you take the best parts of Cycle, the best parts of Daisy, and the best parts of Tarkov, and you make that game. I think that game, I'm talking out of my butt here, but I think that game, I want, I want to go to an alternate universe where I have, I won the Powerball and I form a company and we make this game because I believe this universe that like that game is the evolution that that game is Fortnite to the H1Z1, you know, uh, battle royale mod it's the evolution. Yeah. It's the perfection. I kind of think that's the perfection of this style of game, and what I I just want to compel one of these other companies like Dead or Scum, Wait, isn't that
2: isn't wait isn't that what Shroud and uh, Sacriel and those oh, guys? Oh yeah, maybe. Listen, maybe I don't know. Maybe they if, listen. If if there's a chance in this world where we don't have hot dog fingers, I I think like they're the last bastion. If I agree. they can't make it work, nobody will ever make it work, and the genre should die. I agree. Uh, someone should take it out back and. And yeah. have it look out at the sunset while they slowly put the fucking gun to yeah. Leroy's, no, Lenny's head, Lenny. Lenny's head. Yeah, put him out of his fucking misery because everybody has tried to, yeah, come on this hill and they've all died
1: on it. So, I, I think that that would make sense. And I want to compel one of these other game studios that tried to make the Daisy Killer that haven't made it and that are struggling to gain players. And they're continuing to just try to make Daisy better. And I'm like, man, I think you can take this game and make Tarkov better. And I think that game would crush. I think that game would crush. And I don't think it would be really hard to make a proof of concept out of those games. If like the Deadside devs were like, hey, we're putting it all on the line for a month. We're going to make a few servers that run this way to test it. And then I think a few creators make some videos about it. And it's just viral and Fun like the old like the old Fortnite days where H1Z1 mod the King of the Hill just went viral because it was so fun and everybody was playing like I think that that's what I think that would happen. I um, still
2: want a more version like a more uh, oh, a better yeah. combat a better combat less fantasy of like dark and darker. Yeah. Where it was like that would be sick I, too. I still envision the fucking the bear scene from the revenant yeah well, i'm showing you that right you've yes. seen that there's, oh, no, yeah. way you, there's oh. no way you've seen the movie i've seen the revenant. because it's a it's a good movie but like that vibe yeah. where just out in the wilderness that would be sick
1: oh. that's actually a really cool but like people were talking about like the cycle was great um and the cycle had a lot of things you know it's funny you know what ended up ruining the cycle the economy uh, i feel like it was the genre no, uh, no, well... I th- uh, well,
2: I can only speak for myself. Yeah. I I just don't want to fucking play a space shooter. Sorry, I got over that with Halo 2. I think like,
1: that's part of it, for sure. But what put the nail in the head of that game was when they stopped wiping. Like, literally, you can... Tr- the content creators and everyone... I'll, I mean, I'll take your word for it.
2: Stopped, I, I, I stopped paying attention to it after I played day one.
1: Because the cycle was different than Tarkov but still a money-driven economy it was the, you it was all about like getting stuff and extracting and turning it in for quests and then selling and then buying the things and crafting like the best guns buying them and if it's about money and you stop wiping everybody has money and everybody has everything and what the hell is the point did how long how long was that game
2: like out for was it like a year or like they should have just done like 4 month seasons like Diablo
1: They they did that for a while and they that was like a I don't know why but like they made a hard decision to stop. They were doing seasons, they were doing seasonal cosmetics and every time a season would happen it would wipe and that was what kept the game. Every time they would wipe, they would see a boom in players. Now they never were like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of players, but when they stopped wiping, the game pretty much just died. Um the cheating thing got really bad, and then apparently they fixed that. But then I don't know. I I'm no expert. I I'm not I'm not saying I know that for a fact. This is all things I've heard. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is, an economy a money driven economy will die, because everybody just ends up having everything, especially with no wipes. Day-Z hasn't died because what the hell do you do with money, right? It's about stuff. It's that that is emergent gameplay. That is replayability. Is I can lose it all and then I, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? So something like that where you run into an M4 with more than three attachments on it once a month, and because you know you could run into that, you keep playing. But. Mm-hmm. But we are seven days into the wipe, Barons. House. I have fifteen million rubles. In three more days, when I have max traders, I just can have everything I want. You know what I mean? And I know I mean, let's say this happens a month. Let's say it's six weeks. Let's say six weeks from now, your max traders, you just you just can have everything in Tarkov. So now, I find just the combat and getting better really good, which is why I keep playing, but I'm saying there's no when I'm in a raid, there's nothing I'm hoping to see, yeah, other than single slot valuable items I can sell for money. That's all I want out of the raid that's that's all I, that not that's not all I want out of the raid. I want so many other things, but that's the only thing I can like hope for in a raid, as opposed to hoping that I run across a guy. That has a juiced M4 or has a Zabralo. I can just have that whenever I want. So it's not, you know what I mean? So that's what I want. I want a game that gives me that feeling where knowing out there somewhere is a dude with a juiced gun that I haven't seen in a month and I can go find him and kill him and take it and make it mine. But in Tarkov, all that is is a red key card, right? I hope I find a blue key card or a red key card because you don't find them and that's rare, but everything else isn't. And so. That was my tirade on like scum devs, dead side devs. Make a server like this, and I think it would go omega oh, viral and it would be fun. Uh so yeah, anyways, uh huge, huge tirade there. We're already over two hours. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, you've seen I've seen some tweets where people are like, people get you know the ban message? Hey, you submitted this? Report and this person got banned. Mm-hmm. I've seen like five or six tweets of people it says this report, this report, this report, this report, this report, this report, and twenty seven additional reports have resulted in bans. And so people are like, Oh, it's so cheating is so bad, like it's going crazy. Like people are like, all my deaths this wipe have been to cheaters. And then I was kind of fishy about that. Listen very carefully. There are cheaters in Tarkov. There are lots of them, and they are everywhere. But I just had a suspicion that 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 message was bugged. And then Anton tweeted that he got that too, where it was like these, this, 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 and and twenty seven hasn't and twenty seven other reports on factory because it'll say them out, and twenty seven other reports on factory, and he was like, I have not played factory that many raids this wipe. Like I could not have reported. That's more factory raids than I've played, let alone died to sus people.
2: Oh so so, I, so you must have the people who are like, are they just fucking lying or is it a bug?
1: They, yeah, exactly. So, so it's all over the place. I think that it, what might be happening is it might be showing like 27 people reported that guy and that guy got banned. And for some reason it's sending like, Hey, all your reports on this guy or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, who knows? Now, the flip side of that is I also very much so believe that the cheating has gotten pretty bad again. I've seen a lot of creators that I trust. I've seen a lot of clips. Uh, at this point, my opinion is really like, how bad is the cheating? It depends on where you live. Like, I've I've just heard so much and have seen so much about like OCE servers and EU servers being so bad. I, dude, I have gotten in... I uh, One completely blatant happened yesterday to me and Valian. Completely blatant. He killed us both. And like two suspicious encounters this wipe. I've played, you know, 75 hours this wipe, but I know people that I trust that are like, dude, it's so bad. Sending clips of, like, absolutely getting cheated on. So, at this point, I don't... It's, it's, like, it's where you live, man. I don't know. It's not a battle I, I can fight anymore. It, because it's not... It's an unknowable battle, so why argue about it, right? That's where I'm at. There's... 100 variables, I know one of them. I will not argue your position because I'm aware of how ignorant I am to the other 99 variables. So you could be right. You could be wrong. Something in between could be right. I don't know. At this point, I just like... And neither do you. And neither do you. So if you're like, bro, I get cheated on all the time, I totally, I'm like, I'm sorry. I believe you at this point. I don't know. If you're saying I never get cheated on, I believe you. We all yeah, know the it, reality is in between. If you think you never get cheated on, you've probably been in raids with a ton of cheaters that haven't killed you. And if you think you get cheated on, every single one of your deaths has been sus. You don't understand Skip Tarkov, but, but... And
2: then you've got people like fucking Fuzzy Bear getting banned. Oh, yeah, I saw that tweet. You retweeted it, yeah. Where it's like... I, 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 I Listen, I don't know him well enough to be able to, like, I vouch for him, right? Yeah, of course. Like, but... it just wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. But there's just
2: another average player who's not amazing. They're not incredible. They're not, you know, the next Jesus to Tarkov. They're just totally average player that streams every minute of their gameplay. And you look through it. None of it looks sus on the VODs. Yeah. And, and then they get banned with no explanation, no email, no recourse, no nothing. Yeah. And then no explanation. What I tweeted was with how many times we know people have been falsely banned in the past. Yeah. You know, Tweak Anton, yep. every every like the list goes on. I'm not even going to say any more names. You know, I genuinely think Battlestate Games needs to take a good long look at how they handle bans, how they communicate them to players, and how they go about some kind of appeals process. It's unacceptable in my opinion. Yeah. And the Deadly Slob responded, said, "How does how does this keep happening?" And I said, "They refuse to admit they're capable of false bans, despite banning and then unbanning countless people. I mean, content creators." Yeah. At, uh, I said both manual and automated and actually includes a whole bunch of other things, including like the MOBA, the uh, fucking mother, Momobo motherboard issues. Oh, yeah, that were yeah, like, yeah. There's been there's countless examples where they falsely banned while at the same time entirely unwilling to remotely consider any kind of process improvements to remedy the real problem of false bans that they're that they all that they deny like yeah. ever happens. Right. Yeah. It's just a fucking problem. And this isn't a problem like it's a problem. Nice guys like, you know, our boy um fuzzy bear gets yeah. banned, right? But at the same time, all that is, and I've said this since day one, what that is is it's an indication that there is a lot of all other false bans that are happening. Yeah the likelihood yeah, there's no way there's no way that the five false yeah. bans that they did by accident that they
1: fixed happened
2: to be the streamers yeah the likelihood nope.
1: that the friendly fire is like five or six accounts out of the you know tens of thousands that get banned is is just crazy yeah
2: yeah there's no way right so what they're doing when they unban tweak or anton or whatever they are people get butthurt hurt about it you should be thanking them because the it's the best thing that could happen for everyone else because it's yeah. the only steps towards them yeah. fucking actually publicly admitting they false ban and are willing to unban. It's just yeah, they only do it when there's enough pressure. Well, you know, in my opinion, the community needs to. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And you know what? I hate to say it. I don't fucking care. I'm not <laughs> playing Tarkov. It ain't my problem. Yeah.
1: But, but it's like still, it, but it's yeah, you retweeted and, it because it's still brutal to see. You know what I mean? It's so brutal to see people get caught up in it.
2: Yeah, but like I can't not play the game and then like have, start a fucking GoFundMe petition. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's get a hundred thousand signatures for blah 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 because it's like, I, I've this ship has sailed for me at the yeah. the at this point, right? Yeah. But you know, we all need to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Yeah. As a non-content creator, put yourselves in the shoes of a content creator. Who's living depends on this, and then you get banned. That sucks in a completely different other way than getting banned as a normie and not getting a chance to have exactly. any appeal. They all fucking suck, and yep. everybody needs to empathize with everybody all the time more in all the things, not just Tarkov everywhere. That's the fucking rant. That's the stuff. Hostess. That- <laughs> this is
1: a microphone dropped. I'll edit it, man, and I'll make that look so cool. (laughs) He just
2: cuts it out and just moves it down. Uh, But you need this for the sound effect. Sick. Yeah, there you go. Just fully that in. Cut this part out. Fully
1: that in. Oh, yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. I, yep. But that is the stuff. That is the Tarkov happenings. Uh... I am having fun this wipe. I had my expectations set accordingly. I don't think I'm going for Kappa. I think I'm just going to enjoy the Streets expansion. Uh, the only other notable thing is like they've tweeted out they're going to Gamescom, which is at the end of October, and that they will have Arena playable for people there. So we might get like a stream or some more information or some footage of Arena. That's kind Wait, of where, where is that? Gamescom is in Germany. Yeah. Am I going to that? Yeah. Nine. No, I would love to, but... Nine. I hope some content creators that are over there uh, get to, and I would be sick if a, a few people got to, like, stream it. You know what I mean? Like, that would be sick if we got a little bit of footage. Um, but they were making a big deal out of it. There's a countdown on the launcher to Gamescom. So I think we'll just, like I don't think Arena's coming out at Gamescom. I think we might get some information, a stream or a new trailer. And that's interesting because I'm excited for Arena. It's really the only other... It's going to be Phase
2: Clan versus Ninjas in Pajamas yeah. live for a million dollars. Esport ready.
1: Yeah. Listen, I'm
2: winner gets a dragon lore in game.
1: I'm, Ooh, I'm excited. So I think I'm just going to vibe, have fun. I am just having fun playing this video game with my friends. So, um, so yeah, that's it. Thank you again to, to HelloFresh and to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Uh, to again, our patrons. Again, thank you to our patrons. Uh, seriously, though, the support has been awesome. All of you that uh, signed up for the Patreon, it means a lot. The support, we we want to provide awesome content for you uh, that makes it worth it. Thank you for the support. And so support.
2: far, we're one for one. So far, yep, we're one for we one. We are one for one. We haven't let you down yet, 100%. Um,
1: if you are interested, podcast or patreon.com slash the podcast pod, it'll be links down below where we're going to ramble and rant and go on tirades about even more stuff. And and there's all sorts of other features over there for you as well. So uh, thank you to the patrons and uh, you guys are the best. Thanks for hanging. And we will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace.